What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 319. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm reloading. Oh, well, actually, I'm completely building a new gun from a bunch of other ones. But I'm with Adam. Hmm. Baba Yaga. <laughs> Baba Yaga. All right. Sometimes Let, you gotta cut get... a motherfucker, dude. Dude, that was badass. Uh, so... Going into this movie, I was I I talked about, you know, I've been hopping up June Wick to people that that they'll lend me their ear long enough to to talk about movies and stuff, and so um, for a couple months now, I've been like, yeah, man, got about a month left for starting the John Wick stuff, man. And every time they would be like, hey, man, that third movie, they said that chick with the dogs. That chick with I kept hearing Halle Berry. Chick, yeah, which I'm like yeah. Halle Berry, dude. Like, how do y'all not yeah. know that's her? But yeah. all of them kept going, dude. The chick with the dogs, and I'd be like, "All right." Like, so I show was in this up. Movie Swordfish. Yeah, so they, yeah. <laughs> I know y'all remember that. I, so now I'm on board. Chick with the dogs, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, this movie was all over the place, but it like was so no, much fun. Yeah, but not in a bad way. I'm not saying like all over the places and like the story was like super complicated. I yeah. mean like he's in the desert. He's in he's in New York City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's oh, like, that's like I need your help. Will you will you give me he gives the dude his ring finger. Yeah. He goes back, then he betrays betrays that guy. It's like then that dude betrays him. It's like, God damn, like for these dudes <laughs> yeah. to like all want to stick to these rules, they sure don't yeah, mind but- fucking somebody over. Yeah, right. That's all I'm going to say. Whenever he's talking to the elder and he gives him the ring, and he's like, you know, here's there's just some stuff to see you on your way. He goes in there. He basically, I was like, so he told him he could be Baba Yaga again. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. <laughs> like, the first hour of the movie is him getting relentlessly pursued. Yeah. And the second half is him still being pursued, obviously, except. He's got a little more confidence now. Yeah, he's got a destination, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, Khajiit had, had wares, you know. Like it, it's it's crazy. Like he he's being tracked. They're like, you know, it, the 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 bounty keeps going up. The bounty keeps going up. You know that they're everybody's after him. He's in fight after fight. Like, and all this takes place over the course of like a day and a half. Like. At I least mean, the start of the movie. You know I mean, what I mean? It happens in that hour. Yeah, I know, and the, right? And the doctor's like, I, got, I can't, I can't, you know. It's dude, like, what? Yeah, you're almost finished. Dude, he done pissed off Woke, woke Central, dude, because they were operating those fucking lines like a motherfucker, dude. Like, we have 10 minutes until John Wick's playing his, you know. And uh, it was something that I, I kept kind of chuckling at, too, was... uh I, I messaged Adam about it, but uh, it was every time Ian, Ian McShane would go, "Shot, well, you're excommunicado." Yeah, excommunicado. <laughs> what I was it? Decommissioned. The uh, continental de- decon- deconsecrated. Yeah, deconsecrated. Yeah. They're they're and then coming they consecrated these... it. It was like, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, all right. You do it. <laughs> and they were like, it's so. Dude, it's... they put the rules of it on hold so they could go in there and kill a bunch of people. It's like, wait a minute, like, yeah, what? yeah. 
And I thought we didn't know that though. It's like, well, I'm and at the high a, table. It's like, yeah, and you're high, bitch. You know. And, and what about what about that whole thing where uh, Zero's after him, and he's he's making it, he's booking it to the Continental, and the only reason that motherfucker doesn't cut him down is because his hand is yeah. on the step. Like, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm safe. Like, yeah. tag your it. Like the porch is the I'm same on home place. base, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. no, man. But, but it's dude, cr- this movie's action sequences were probably the best since the first one. Yeah, I would I would have to agree and with I, that. Like they, they were it like Adam was not kidding over the fucking time. Over the time, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. But there was something there was something about the way they do the hand-to-hand combat where it's not just a barrage of fists. It's all super fast. Everything's a, everybody's a Kung Fu master. Like the, like they'll grab each other and like, you can tell they're fucking tired from fighting. Like, it's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to get up. I'm going to slam you into this thing. And then, uh, yeah. get yeah, my shit all together. all the glass like, in here. Yeah, like you like with the, Baba Yaga's the, body, but we respect him, so we're gonna pick yeah. him up when he falls down. And and, and, and all that stuff, like, kind of, you could tell he's sort like. Of course, there's not a moment where he's just panting, like oh, they're just standing at each other. But you know what I mean. There's not. It's not that suddenly he's he's pumping adrenaline all times. You know, like yeah, you can see him slowly get wore down, and I mean. Once again, it can't be a John Wick movie without him getting hit by a fucking car twice. Yeah, back to back car hits. Yeah, and I don't fall and, off a and, roof. And I know that '69 Mustang was a classic, but I think he went about as classic as you could get in this one. Yeah, I don't know if that was an actual Mustang horse, but I'm assuming it is. <laughs> yeah. What about like this this fight that happens on these motorcycles? Oh. Yeah, or, 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 right, or how about right before it where he weaponizes the horses? Yeah, oh my God, where he's, he's smacking them. He's I don't getting, think he, swords and motorcycles should go together. That's, you're asking well, dude, that, for it. That, yeah, that's that, dangerous on an operator, yeah. you know? Well, they see him get on the motorcycle and dip out. So they get on, like, they fire their motorcycles. Of there's like four people. They could just open fire at yeah. any time and just end the movie right there. Yeah, you know what nah. I mean? Like, it's like, come on, Baba Yaga. <laughs> That's what happens when you play with your food. Yeah, exactly. That's what right. happened on Zero. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, you had to play with your food, man. And, and then I mean, Morpheus. Oh, dude. How, how fucking, how eccentric did he get in this movie? He's like, the king will not be dethroned. <laughs> <laughs> The king is dead. Long live the king. And I'm pretty sure dude slashed his throat. So the Not ending kind of sent me for a loop. I was like, because he didn't, didn't kill him. He just slashed him. Was it seven times or something? Seven cuts. Yeah. yeah but for I, fucking I, I, the disrespect. I, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Cause they only, they dude. only, they stabbed Houston through the, the hands. Yeah. Which I, I did see in some, uh, post watch uh research that whole sequence with houston and those the the dancers and everything mm-hmm. uh that's that's a jumping point for another film that's going to be coming out that's set in the universe it's the first movie the first feature that's going to be 
a spinoff from the franchise. From and who apparently- you said just now? Um, Angelica. So were they uh, trained the orphans to be John Wick? It's the yeah. best way it made it sound like when <laughs> he came well, from there, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, well, well it, it's funny you say that because that's exactly what it is. Because yeah. it's it's actually kind of cool uh, how it got melded into it. So yeah. the the people that were writing it, it was uh, it was going to be its 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 own thing. It had no, no, nothing to do with John Wick or whatever. The movie was already written somewhere somewhere i can't i forget the names but they were the the director writer was pitching it to the studios people from john wick were there they were all like oh cool this is a cool idea let's meld that into the john wick universe and and just let that be another part of you know like all the hierarchy and stuff and it's gonna be absolutely female john wick the movie's called right now i think the working title for it's called ballerina Mm-hmm. yeah and it's gonna follow you know the girl that kept falling on stage and the woman's like again yeah yeah that it's gonna follow her go john wick and go like classic mm-hmm. revenge story on people that killed her parents but Can't yeah that's wait. but that whole little sequence with with them and apparently um mcshane and reeves will be showing up in the movie so that's gonna be the grounding for it, which will be interesting if it shows John Wick in like you know earlier years. You know maybe they do a little bit of de aging on Keanu or whatever. Dude, he doesn't look like he's over fifty. You know what I'm saying? Like if they put him in some young man clothes, he could play a young man version of himself without the de aging. I'm talking about John. I mean, Wick. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Keanu. Oh, yeah, they would he, just use the shit on his face. Yeah, well, just, I mean, just he, shave the beard. He is so young looking, like compared to his actual age. It's weird. I don't know. He might. He might uh, yeah. <laughs> um, when the when the uh, when the riot team shows up, I'm just gonna call them the riot team. Yeah. But uh, yeah. when they show up, and John Wick and Sharon, they all fucking they're sitting there loading up fucking handguns. John Wick's getting a rifle going. They go out there and they realize they're armored and they're burning them down. They burn through all their fucking ammo and they just go right back to the vault and they're like, what's that? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> we need more fucking firepower. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. they get the shotguns and that shotgun sequence was my favorite part of that whole little interaction. Yeah. Because they just start piling bodies. It's crazy how like this chick shows up. She's like, I'm from the high table. You know, you let John Wick, you gave him an hour and all this yeah. kind of stuff, you know. Were, uh, you, were you guys, when she showed up on screen, did y'all have that feeling where y'all were like, the audacity of this bitch? Well, dude, there she's, are rules. She's in the hotel when the SWAT team shows up. How the fuck did she not die immediately? Like, I know she was in a different room and everything, and she's supposed to be a spokeswoman or whatever, but it's like, if I'm John Wick, I'm going up to her hotel room and I'm shooting her in the face. And then getting back to business. Well, there's like, clearly there's clearly a leap between a bigger fish and going into the sharks. Yeah, clearly above hers the sharks, dude. So I mean, there's got to be something that's keeping him. Like, man, I don't want the whole, I don't want the top brass coming down on me because they're the people that really are going to give me a run. Yeah. Or I mean, hell, most of the top people in the movie we've been watching, the past three films they've all just been a bunch of pussies with hired guns. Yeah. 
And my thing too is like, because I haven't seen the fourth one, of course, but it's like, did Winston like tell him that he was going to screw him over? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. know if he did. It wasn't on camera. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's then, what I'm waiting. When you get yeah. to them, she was like, do you want your job back? You got to get rid of him. He went, okay. Bow, 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 you know, he wakes up with dude like, are you yeah. mad at him too? And he's like, yeah. It's like, look at him. Of course he's mad. Dude, he got cut seven times, like 20 minutes before this happened, and his face was already healed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's well, like, like, what? I got that good doctor. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, at first I was thinking the same thing. Like, whenever she's like, you want you want, a bit, you want your position back, and he shoots John, I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to get, like, some sort of end thing where they're like, hey, here's how it's going to play out. We're going to pull a big one. and Because I was, I was of the thinking that, okay – Winston, the Bowery now, obviously, and um, I guess they're going to find a way for Halle Berry. Yeah. Um, they're going to go to war with the high table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now it just looks like it's just the Bowery and John Wick. Yeah, right. And, and possibly Dog Whisperer. Which I was like, what a bitch move. She took that last swig of water and spit it back in there and handed it to him. I was like, how are you going to do a man like that? Wasn't the, that the dude from um, Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Jamie. Yeah, that... <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay. Dude that, that rolled with... Uh, rolled with Tyrion? With, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I like that guy a lot. It was... I the whole, yeah, the whole part, she's like, he shot my dog, and John Wick's like, I get it. Yeah, trust me, I know. Oh, dude, and we got a good old Matrix callback. What do you need? And he just goes, guns. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of guns. <laughs> the thing about John Wick is it just feels like everybody's having a great time. Oh, yeah, dude. It looks, it looks like they had fun making the movie in certain parts. I feel like some of them stunts had to be stubborn as hell to nail. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I can't remember if it was uh, Griffin or you, Adam. Uh, but, like, what was it that y'all were saying? It was the whole, like... Oh, the camera angles. One of you guys had mentioned the angle where, like, you know how in, in action films it's all the quick cuts these days? Yeah, it was yeah. weird. Well, like, you can tell that it's, an the, you know, the whole stunt man. Like, you could tell he knew how to capture an action Well, the sequence. director. Yeah, because, like, yeah. Yeah. And, so they actually nail their stunts. And, you don't have yeah, to cut so it I, up into a bunch of fucking... Yeah, dude. The choreography was fucking on point. And yeah, like maybe, uh, hell, if I'm not mistaken, I think in the, in the, uh, what the, that, that room where all the shits behind plated glass and like they're throwing them through all of it. And initially it's those two guys with the, 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 the swords or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like they only did like, there was only four or five cuts through that whole action sequence. Yeah. And I was Very just well like, done. yeah, like you can, you can tell that, that the, like, like we were saying that like the director, you could tell he could tell like his cameraman's like, dude, 
it's going to be real easy for you. Just stay yeah. right there. <laughs> Throw punches, break glass. He lets those dudes live. He's like, I'll be seeing you. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll never get that. It's like, you know, they're going to try to kill you again. Well, if you if you if you remember too, like usually like, yeah, whenever... I got respect for you, but I'm going to try to kill you right now. Well, what's weird too is how like normally whenever he would go to a different location or talk to someone of a, a different language, he would know that language and he would you know he'd be like he would say the you know Russian version for not just a puppy or some shit like that. Yeah, and when 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 zero when he leans up and he's like that's a pretty good fight wasn't it john that's yeah. pretty you know well like that whole sequence with him dealing with the japanese he didn't say shit to him especially when zero stands up and he's like we're not you know he says we're the same we're both masters of death and dude just looks and john just looks at him like mm, i beg to differ and at that very end, when he says "be seeing you," that's the only time he says Japanese to him. Like, like I'm wondering what, like, if that, if there was, if there was anything behind that, or if that was just me overanalyzing the scene. But I was just like, okay, he finally, he finally told. Like, maybe it's the respect thing. Like, yeah. it's like not only am I gonna let you live, I'll address you with your native tongue. Yeah. Well, he he went through. He had a rough couple of days. Um, <laughs> so John John Wick and the horrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's pretty much what it is. If you cut the desert part out, and and if they didn't show him like arming up whenever he went in the second movie, wherever he went, and they just like supercut everything, it would feel like one really long, really bad day. <laughs> it's like yeah. falling down with Which a master assassin. Why is that guy above the high table? If he's not the high table and not bound by the rules, what makes him so fucking special? Well, I think he's like, he's like the, the leader of the high table, right? Like not really. He's to me, the way that it kind of made sense to me was like the high table exists because it's all these different, like, you know, crime organizations or whatever you want to call it. That's kind of all assembled into like this weird situation they have going well, on. The, he, he runs the Silk Road of assassins. Yeah. But you've got the guy that kind of like started everything and might be funding everything. That's well, living out here yeah. in the desert. Well, I, well, the thing, the only thing I took away from that whole sequence was like, he is going to get that ring back. From him. Oh yeah. Like, I feel like, uh, I, I saw that, and he when he, when he puts it in his pocket, I'm like, that's ah, for chapter four. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I guess I just, I guess I was zoned out or something at that point because I I was very. By the time it cuts to him going to the elder and he's out in the desert, I'm like, what the, what the fuck is this movie trying to be right now? Everything, man. <laughs> I mean, beautiful. not in a bad way. It was just like like it goes off the rails, man. Kind of got to after those first two, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you got to be just a train on a dirt road, dude. No fucking horse with no name out there. <laughs> but yeah, cut, cut that over that song. He's out there. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, 
three movies in hasn't been bad. Oh no, I've um, I've thoroughly me, enjoyed these sequels because I have like both Chapter Two and this. They're all cold watches, man. Like, yeah, I think I like this one better than the second one. In a big yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, my ranking for it is absolutely one, three, then two. Yeah, and three is just because it's just it, it really is like. Like Adam said, it really is just action packed from start to finish. It does not up, like, it don't let up for two fucking hours, man. Which is a feat in and of itself because there's really like it's like it feels like the only time like when there's downtime, the downtime is when the acts are changing. Yeah. Or it's like a, a, a I gotta get a gun moment and yeah, it's we'll just enough time. for you. Enough for you to catch your breath because you're like, I just watched him kill like a really tall guy with a book. Yeah. <laughs> then like <laughs> that was super cool though. Oh, dude, I I thought that was a badass scene. What was that guy from? Wasn't that the same uh gentleman from um The Hills Have Eyes, but like didn't he pass away? No, nah, I... I don't know about that. Cause that yeah. dude, he, he, you could tell he has that that um, he has that g- genetic. Uh, I don't want to call it a disorder because there's nothing wrong with the he guy. He looks more really. like he the just, dude from uh, but, that Rob Zombie but, movie where he's eating the soup. Yeah, <laughs> the house well, is yeah, that's him. About? That's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Thanks. looks Thanks. like him. I'm not Coming sure if it clutch. is. I feel like it is, man. I think mm, you're right. See. I think you're I think, right, dude. No. I think that guy died right after or right before. Yeah, he ain't the same dude. This dude's a basketball player. Oh, well, I, makes... yeah, but, he looks yeah, like uh, him. But but he has that growth. That growth. That, that also growth that face. Thing. That yeah, you know the well, way the bones yeah. look. Well, it's in the hands too because his hands were fucking huge. Yeah, you know what they say about big hands mm-hmm. and big feet. Big gloves and socks. Big nose. It's like, well, he better be packing because he's one goofy looking motherfucker, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that Rocks, dude is seven man. four. Jesus. How tall is Keanu? And he was just rapping. How tall do y'all think the... he is? Okay. I, I'm going to say 5'11. I'm going to say 6'1. I'll say 5'4. 5'4? It ain't fucking Bobby Lee. <laughs> nah, roll the okay. goddamn footage, Bobby Lee. Okay, I'll take it back. I'll, right, what, what did you say, Adam? I said five eleven. What'd you say, Griff? Six one. Six one. Yeah. I'm gonna go five eight. He's six one. How'd you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. You're like, I just saw him standing in a doorway, and I was like, huh. Yeah, he looked like he's about an inch <laughs> taller than me. <laughs> dude, Bill Skarsgård is 6'4". Whoa. What? He made Pennywise look little. He, you know he what I mean? hunched like, over a little. Oh, that's he true. He did that weird lean that. in with the hump, you know? Yeah. Tom Cruise is 5'7", imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's real, it's real great, real great. Dude, I'm taller than Tom Cruise. That's yeah. awesome. Wait, we got to do the body count. Uh, I tried. Yeah. I tried. I tried to keep one, uh, but I was like, ah, I'm not doing. This. <laughs> like, I'm gonna guess that the body count was around. I'm gonna say 160. I'm going 188. Fuck it. I'm. I'm gonna roll the dice. A solid 200. All right. 
has a whopping 151 kills. Okay. Wow. Making okay. it the deadliest movie in the series. So they keep going up every time. Yeah. So yeah. the fourth one's going to have what? 300. Because oh. <laughs> it's what, three hours? I accidentally just saw the kill count for four. Um, Is it fucking huge? Do y'all want to know? Just go ahead, man. It's 439. Holy God. shit! <laughs> Holy shit! It makes sense because it's number that's four. That's like, like a hundred and fifty percent uptick. Yeah, I mean it's John Wick four, dude. You gotta go bigger and better. God, damn. dude, Bobby Lee has ruined the movie for me. I was listening that's... to an episode of fucking, I think it was Bad Friends or Tiger Belly because they both come out around the same time. But I'm just sitting there doing something, and he's just talking. He goes, "Oh, by the way." This happens in John Wick 4, and everybody in the room's like, okay, <laughs> thanks. Just out of the blue. Yeah. Out of nowhere. He didn't like, completely ruin the movie, but he just said, "There's it's a big plot point. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? It's like, uh, it's really he's dead. He, he's in purgatory. Um, if I ever go to a Bobby, if I ever see a Bad Friends Live, I'm going to the up. meet and greet, and I'm out on site, dude. <laughs> I'm going to jail. Punch him in the balls and run off. I'm gonna take his beanie. <laughs> it probably imagine how bad that beanie stinks. Oh, throw it at the wall and stick to it. He, he never washes it. Right? Uh, I'm just. It's like why does it smell like Parmesan cheese? <laughs> it's it's my ear cheese. Like I'm, growing, I'm growing cheese out of that. <laughs> oh but yeah. But I'm excited it, to see it. With it being the yeah. new one, and that's like telling somebody who has. Hands. That's like telling someone who has no idea about comic books that at some point Captain America wields a mole man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, it's one thing to tell somebody who's read it and been like, "Yeah, they 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 do it in the movie." Oh, cool. But yeah. telling somebody who has no concept oh, of that dude, shit—it was like the week the movie came out. Like he went and seen it. He was like, "Oh, this happens to John Wick." And everybody's like, uh. <laughs> he did that thing where when someone's walking out of a viewing and you're waiting and they yeah. spoil the movie. I'd go to jail. Oh, dude. If that happened. Like, I drove here, bought a ticket, and you're going to tell me how the movie ends. Like, I remember back in the day, man, when people would do that shit. Whenever, like, I remember when. Uh, it happened to me when I came out of Titanic. When, when I was going to Titanic, they were like, the fucking ship sinks. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, um, we didn't know that. <laughs> I remember when, uh, I think it was, it was Spider-Man as well as the first X-Men. Um, people would come out of the theater and you, like, I didn't give a shit, but you would hear people start going, man, and, like, the people in front of me would be like, la, 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 like, Fingers and ears, like, don't say nothing, don't say nothing. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. Imagine going and watching Infinity War and somebody coming out and being like, oh, yeah, Thanos wins. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would be oh, so get my fucking car I'll, I'll, I'll say <laughs> this. I, 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 I did the courtesy of waiting till I was past the line, but I was walking in Infinity, like, when I was leaving Infinity War, and I had everybody with me and everything. We were walking out to the car. We got past everyone. I said, 
we just sat through 10 minutes of credits for a fucking beeper. And yeah, Sam yeah. Jackson doesn't even get to say a full motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, I enjoyed, uh, like the second one wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. It was just like, I think it, that there was it was the real... stepping stone it needed to be. I don't think they they never planned for it to be more than one movie. So right, once and the big first one popped off, it was like, oh, we got to slap something together. Yeah, well, not only that, but I think they had a realization on that second one where it's like, the first one was like capturing lightning in a bottle. Yeah. We can either try to recreate that every time and fail and lose people, or we can just lean into what people have John Wick as in their head. You know what I mean? Well, because if the first if the first movie was lightning in a bottle, this third one was the full thunderstorm, dude. I mean, they they fully they fully realized exactly what John Wick needed to be in, yes. in this one. And and I'm I mean, well, the, the fact that this franchise, this type of I mean, cuz even though Keanu Reeves is not physically like Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger, the fact that he is single hair, single handedly, hairedly, single handedly carrying the macho shoot 'em up friend like genre right now, yeah, like someone give this motherfucker a back brace, dude, yeah, uh, and the fact that the franchise is able to exist and make as much money, um, in a world with Marvel, um, all that other shit. I mean, I'm sold, man. Like, this is easily, this is my Fast and Furious franchise, man. It can get, he can, he could start like shooting people with RPGs at point blank, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is cool. (laughs) Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sold, man. I'm down. But we're missing the most crucial part. Family. family. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, he's doing it all for family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You're right. His memory right. of... What's his yeah. wife's name? My thing is, what does John Wick do when he gets a hold of a fucking 50 caliber, like, like mounted fucking, like, cannon dude on the back of a fucking Toyota, you know? Pulls a trigger. Yeah. I mean... All headshots too, and we almost, we almost, we're at, yeah, we're at the threshold of getting the infinite ammo though. Uh, Yeah, there was a lot of ammo in that in this one, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it pops off. It's like, hmm. There's one where he was shooting. I was like, I'm pretty sure he just did like 13 shots with no reload. Extended clip. When he man, when he reassembles that old school gun and just pops that son of a bitch in the head dude yeah i was like shit too bad not everyone's rolling that kind of gun <laughs> like john dude, Witt would just be like just get you some just go full gunslinger with it i really liked how they did the knife fight sequence oh dude yes that was that was fucking awesome like him pulling those knives out of that cabinet and just arm arm leg leg and just like that was easily down. the most creative even though yes. it was earlier in the film probably the most unique of all the action sequences by far that and the horse 
Um, using using horses as weapons. Dude. And he takes the throwing axe and just plants it at that dude at the end of the hall just for good yeah. measure. Enjoy but, it. But I, 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 and it, it's a, it's a, it's something that always happens in action films. Uh, but you have that part where the adjudicator or the woman speaking for the high table. Yeah. Yeah. When she hires okay. the sushi, when she hires the yakuza, that's what I'm calling them. When she hires the Yakuza, and they're just they're just fucking shit up, dude, jumping out of the shadows, stab, 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 fucking gone. They're just they're constantly running. Every sequence of them taking out a a fucking literal who is just like stab, stab, run, stab, stab, run. When they go up against John, they're fucking dumb shits. <laughs> like yeah, like where was all that flair and Pressure. mysticism then? You Baba know? Yaga, dude. Yeah. And then, and, then, and then he gets them at their own game because when when it's that angle and you see the shadows behind him, you're like, eh, something's about to come out of that, and you you just see Keanu Reeves like, I fucking got you, yeah, bitch, <laughs> tag, you're it. Well, he's, he, he, he he takes his belt and starts just like fucking Indiana Jones and their fucking shit. <laughs> was it this movie or was it the last movie where they're like? Empty all your pockets and take your belt off. It was this movie. Okay. But didn't they do it before he took his belt off and whipped everybody's ass with it? I'm not I'm, sure. Because I was like, it's weird that they asked him to take his belt off. Then I'm like, well, you could strangle yeah. somebody. And then he has the well, knife fight with, with the belt. And I was like, oh, he's a badass with everything. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's yeah, he, a weapon. He went, yeah, he went full pooty tang on their ass. <laughs> but like, no. Yeah, side I take and whip away. Um, but no, yeah, I, I. So here was my thing with that that whole part. He empties his pockets to the dude to get to get to where Angelica Houston's at. Yeah. So he puts the dial down. He puts the stack of coins and then he puts the rosary. Mm-hmm. Was them having him take the belt? Was that just like an insult? Like just that one little like. One little rub, rub, rubbing his face in the dirt. Like, I'm humiliating you. Like, you're going to have to. Because that's kind of how I took it. No, I took it as like he's such a badass that anything on his person would be considered a weapon. I mean. I mean, true. And and he used it as a weapon. (laughs) Oh, I mean, yeah. Which, if he was trained by these people, I would assume that they train you on how to use practical weaponry, right? Yeah. Like things that you would have on your person at any given point. Like well, yeah, well, we'll see if you notice there were moments where he would be on the ground and you would see him like looking like what type of, what, what can I use? Yeah. Yeah. And he's always doing that shit, especially in, at the beginning, right? Is the, like when he's taking on the one or two like dumb goons, he's like, all right, I'm going to fucking be like, you know, we got like in the last movie, we actually got to see him take out some motherfuckers with a pencil. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do, man, if I think something's going to pop off. Like, if I'm somewhere and someone starts acting a certain way and it's like, oh, this is yeah, getting a bad feeling, I start looking around like what can be used as a weapon. Yeah. In this, like, you don't know if they have a knife, a gun. No. And if they're up on you, dude, you ain't going to be able to run away from it. So, I mean, I'll pick a fucking chair up and beat somebody with it, you know? Yeah. My dinner plate, uh, you I know? Mean, yeah. Running be the worst thing you do if they got a pistol. Yeah. They'll just shoot you. Well, if they could shoot. 
Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna give it a full star, man. Full I, star. I enjoyed it so much yes. more than the last one, and it feels like it lived up to the John Wick name. Yes, this was. I like if I wish like for all the good stuff we did get out of Chapter Two, I kind of wish this was Part Two. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it felt it felt more John Wicky. Yeah, I, I don't have the right term for it. You, if you research something on the John Wiki, <laughs> dude, the computer shoots you in the face. Like that's what happens. Like, yeah, right. The fucking like if you're on a laptop, the mouse track opens up and a little fucking one shooter pops you in the forehead. Only place they got it is on the John Wiki. I oh yeah, a, another thing too. I love how they just casually give us his real name with no fucks given or any follow up. Like, yeah. So his real name is Jordani Janovich. Yeah. Jananovich. Well, that might be his adopted name, Malkovich. Janovich, Janovich, Janovich. Janovich. That's what I'm gonna start calling him, Jordani Malkovich gotta get inside his head to know how Bobby Yaga thinks here's my thing no one's scared of him anymore or maybe they're just hiding it really well well they all had backup so I mean if I got backup I ain't gonna be scared until my backup's gone you know what I'm I saying mean, for 14 like, million dollars dude I'll put a bullet in the motherfucker you know yeah I mean that's true thing, yeah well, well my thing that what carried the John Wick movie so so much for me was just seeing the fear in his enemies. Yeah. Like they were fucking terrified. And respect. Yeah. yeah. Which is and like, and uh... and these two, it's like, all right, we're gonna reduce John now where he's still like he's at the bottom of the mountain looking up. And yeah. everyone's like almost like an anime. You've got all these really overconfident motherfuckers that are like, eh, it's only gonna happen one way. You have seven days. Like <laughs> I want him to, I, in case you haven't put two and two together, I really was banking on him shooting that bitch by the end of the movie. Yeah, She's a little right. too big for her pants, dude. I hope she gets it in the next movie. Oh, I hope they all get, dude, whenever he tells Winston, he goes, whoever, whoever it is, like in the, at the end of the second one, when he's like, whoever's coming for me, whoever, whatever, tell him I'll kill him and I'm going to kill them all. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> And he did. He don't fuck around, dude. No. When, 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 whenever you like, he's a hero that talks the talk and walks the walk. Yeah. Like, hard to do. I got a little bit of movie news here, though. So Jonathan Majors' trial set after first court appearance. Lawyers claim he's the victim. Hmm. So Hollywood is a buzz as Jonathan Majors, MCU's hottest new addition as Kang the Conqueror, stepped into a lower Manhattan courtroom earlier today. This marks his first appearance since his March 25th arrest. Majors is facing domestic violence charges pressed by a 30-year-old female, apparently Majors' now ex-girlfriend who, alleg who allegedly suffered the abuse. According to Business Insider's coverage, Majors himself may be the victim of false allegations and even police misconduct. According to Major's legal team, the complaint has admitted the complainant 
has admitted that she took sleeping pills later that same night and after the alleged incident and her uh, publicly documented night out clubbing before passing out in a walk-in closet and that and that it was Majors who called 911 the morning of March the 25th. Additionally, Majors' legal team reports that an expert medical examiner has noticed that the com- um, complaint was visibly uninjured in surveillance videos from a nightclub later that night and that the cut on her head was treated on March the 25th was consistent with falling and hitting one's head, not being struck in the face. Mm. Allegations related to strangulation were dropped by the DA as well. Finally, Major's legal team reports that individuals who witnessed what occurred the night in question from the back of a taxi in New York City have stated and will testify that Mr. Majors uh, was in fact the victim of abuse and the complainant was the actual aggressor. Uh, Majors appeared in the courtroom at 9 a.m. in the morning uh, today, June the 20th. The status conference only lasted about three minutes. The trial has been scheduled for August the 3rd in Manhattan, as reported by Variety. The charges against Majors stem from an altercation with a woman who is presumed as Majors' girlfriend. The woman, who remains anonymous, claims to have suffered minor injuries to her head, neck, and finger. The alleged victim was granted a temporary order of protection against Majors following the incident. The restraining order bars any direct or third-party contact between the two parties. The order will stay in effect until the trial commences. The gravity of the situation was serious as Judge Rachel S. Hawley reminded Majors of the importance of appearing in court on the scheduled date. She warned the consequence should Majors fail to comply is the assurance of arrest warrant within 48 hours. As this legal storm brews, Majors' defense has been unyielding in their stance. Majors' camp, uh, they denied any wrongdoing on his part and have released text messages and videos in a bid to establish his innocence. One such text message from the alleged victim of Majors reads, I told it, I told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone, followed by her assertion that she informed the police that Major's actions were not an attack. Major's attorney, Priya uh, Chaudhry, has branded the case a witch hunt and has asserted that the proceedings are steeped in bias. She went on to further highlight how Major's 200-pound black man is facing a criminal justice system plagued by racial biases. Uh, Chaudhry released the following statement on behalf of Major's ahead of the hearing. Uh, Chaudhry released the following statement. Within a few weeks of these false allegations, we provided the district attorney with evidence of Mr. Major's innocence. Last week, we delivered additional compelling evidence to the district attorney, clearly proving Grace Jabari's assault on Jonathan Major's and not the other way around. This evidence, it's funny how it says this anonymous victim, and here we go. This evidence includes videos of Miss Jabri's frenzied attack on Mr. Majors and his running away from her. We also provided photographs illustrating the injuries she inflicted on Mr. Majors and photos of his clothing torn as a direct consequence of Miss Jabri's violent actions. Following this, we strongly requested the district attorney dismiss all charges against Mr. Majors immediately and initiate proceedings against Miss. Jabari. 
holding her accountable for her crimes. While we are hopeful that the district attorney is reviewing these materials in good faith and will do the right thing soon to accelerate our case, we've requested a trial date ASAP. So the trial date is August the 3rd. This is kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I know when, when this when this this whole debacle started out, we all were like, eh, it was probably roid rage because of, you know, I mean, hell, the, the still shot that we're seeing for the articles from Creed 3, and uh, we had, you know, brought up, the you know, the differences in his physique from him being in quantum mania to now and how quick that was, or maybe we just, you know, yeah. whatever. But I mean... <clears throat> We if also takes, were like, we need to see this play out before we were like, yeah. this motherfucker. If it takes splitting hairs to prove the man's innocent, split the hairs, man. Well, I mean, yeah. it'll ruin his career if you don't. Absolutely. I mean, and, and, and I don't like how they brought race into that because this is something that a lot of people face. Yeah. yeah race absolutely. doesn't have anything to do with it. It's a woman saying you did something well, to him you didn't do. And then you're just automatically, you're that guy. Well, it just seems like it could easily spin into this crazy story like the Depp heard that saga. Yeah. Dude, when uh, I go on service calls, I won't be alone. I will not go in a house alone with a woman. Yeah. I just won't do it. Somebody else got to be there. Yeah. Not happening. Well, well, and the thing, and I remember when we were talking about this before, it's like, you know, the, the justice system is supposed to exist for a reason, right? You're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty as opposed to this, like, well, you're guilty until maybe you're innocent. But like, even if you're innocent, you're not really going to be innocent because the, you know, the larger public is going well, to like, the court, the court of public opinion has become well, you're guilty more and in, more influential until proven than, innocent now. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the actual book of law, it's the court of public opinion now. So once your yeah. reputation is shit or, or thrown in the shitter, that that's a very, very hard like thing to overcome. Not that it can't be done, yeah, but it's, it, it does nobody favors and it certainly yeah. didn't do majors favors. Cause I mean, he lost his PR team managers, uh, probably tons of projects that were get on the way to him, you know, the oldest probably, got a lot of, probably got a lot yeah. of calls being like, Hey, when that script comes in the mail, chunk it, you're not in consideration anymore, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or well, Hey, send that back, you know? Well, the, the good thing, like the silver lining to all this is I haven't seen a lot of like, um, finger pointing or whatever you want to call it on behalf of her against mm -hmm. majors, because like, you do see some people, of course, here and there that's like, he's a woman beater and all these uh, male actors, blah, blah, blah. But it's not like an echo chamber that it normally is. It's more on a tangent side of specific people, you know? Also, like, the writer strike is going to give him enough time to kind of like hopefully yeah. get all this fleshed out to where maybe he can pick up on some of those projects that he was attached yeah. to, you know, he's also <clears throat> lucky to be in the position where he can f afford a good legal team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like, you have to kind of respect, even though like it might not be the best thing that they could have done, but you still have to kind of respect the fact that like Marvel hasn't dropped him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
they haven't publicly came out and been like, no, we're, we're not working with uh, Mr. Majors any longer. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. Like if he explained, which they're doing the right thing. They're not legal people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're, they're movie producers, they're movie, you know, they're writers and everything. Um, so they're doing it in my opinion, the right way by being like, we're going to wait and see what happens because mm-hmm. if he's guilty, then he's guilty, you know, but like, until then, the evidence, not. yeah, the evidence. Well, I'm sure they asked him. It's like, hey, I mean, come on. Are, yeah, are we right. gonna? Are we gonna know? regret regret all this? You know, the, they were originally because we talked about this. They were originally going to have different people play Kang, yeah. and he came in on Loki and just killed it. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, he he is going to be the Kang. Yeah, all the Kangs. And it's like that's hard for someone to do, man. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm interested, maybe they can expedite this process. I mean, if what, if there's video surveillance evidence, medical examiner, he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? You know what I mean? Mm. And like, it sounds like she wants a payout, right? I mean, I mean, if, if what they're saying is true, if the video surveillance evidence shows that she was fine, if the, you know, the medical yeah, examiner. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. That's extortion. It's just, yes. I believe that's uh that's not a good crime. You want to be accused of. It's like treason. I dude. think that's a felony, right? Like you get yeah. in trouble for it. Yeah. But I mean, look at the current climate and how like, Laws are being bent for specific people. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so of course, in certain situations, it's like, oh well, if they can do it, I can do it, right? So, I'm just waiting for somebody to hit me with their car. You know? Yeah. So next up here, Jensen Eccles or Ackles Eccles jokes about potentially losing the role of Batman to Pedro Pascal. So Pedro Pascal's the man of the moment, and Jensen Eccles knows it very well, which is why he fears losing the chance to play Batman to the protagonists of The Last of Us and The Mandalorian. The former Supernatural star is one of the fan-favorite choices to become the new Dark Knight. In fact, before Ben Affleck was cast as the Snyderverse Bruce Wayne, or Robert Pattinson was announced as Matt Reeves' Batman, many called for Eccles to don the cape the Cape Crusaders suit. Uh, in fact, the star of the boys has already had the opportunity to become the vigilante of Gotham city, but in an animated uh, production, such as the long Halloween, a uh, legion of superheroes, and more recently in justice league war world. However, playing him in live action would undoubtedly be a dream come true for the actor. As for almost anyone, considering that Batman is one of the most popular comic book characters in all of history. During a recent panel at a convention, Ackles uh, once again expressed his interest in becoming the famous hero, joking about the possibility of losing the role to Pedro Pascal. I don't know. This is what he said. I don't know. Even if I knew, I wouldn't tell you. I mean, would I do it? Sure. Would I want to do it? Yes. Will I be mad when Pedro Pascal gets it? Yeah. God bless you, Pedro. <laughs> you will. Ju- you just keep killing it, buddy. Uh, let me know when you pass on something. Let me know when you pass on something. Look, right now, nobody's talking about anything. 
there's a strike going on in the entertainment industry, and until that gets solved, nobody is having conversations about anything. Would I entertain the idea of playing my favorite superhero of all time? Nah, I'm good. I would love it. Sign me up. I think he would be okay as Batman. He was a uh, Soldier Boy. Was it Soldier Boy? Yeah. On the boys? Soldier Boy. Oh, really? Yeah, like their version of Captain America. He oh, goes okay. way back. He fought the war, you know. Yeah. He's like some super soldier. Does a great job. And he's like a dick, you know? Right. Yeah. He's like walking with these ladies, snorting blow, and there's like, there's kids up there like, soldier boy, soldier boy. And he's like, fuck those kids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He don't care. I, I've seen a couple of episodes of um, Supernatural. I think yeah. he played Green Arrow in the first Green Arrow outing uh-huh. on Smallville. I think that was the first place I saw him. Um, and I thought that he did a fantastic job. I thought it was kind of weird that they didn't cast him as Green Arrow because, like, the popularity of his character in Smallville kind of yeah. made the Arrow show happen. So, but anyway, he has come I guess a long way since days of our lives. That's for sure. <laughs> How old is the guy? Oh, uh, let me. Because, Go like, back to that 45. I mean, he doesn't look that old. Don't look a day over fucking 37, dude. Yeah. Snow to the new. (laughs) Yeah. I believe Ackles also did some uh, Batman related shit. Yeah. In the article, it said that he played, he did the voice of uh, Batman in Long Halloween, Legion of Superheroes, and Justice League War World. I'm okay with it. He's got a strong jawline. Oh, yeah. You I was telling him, Trav, he played Soldier Boy in The Boys. He did good at that. Also oh, wears a cow, oh, you know? Oh, I'll put it this way. Uh, Soldier Boy is probably the most hard R version of his acting you're going to see. <laughs> That's cool. I mean... You still haven't watched The Boys, Griff? No, dude. I'm behind on everything. Um... A plus show. I would throw it. I recommend throwing it on the pile and bumping it to the top a little bit, somewhere in your top ten. Yeah, I'm trying to get. You know, it's once you get behind. I, I mean, I have shit I'm behind on. Well, it's not I even just have that. To pick, you know, it's like, well, I guess I'm gonna watch this now. It's like I'm over here. Like, there's a, a couple of shows that I need to get caught up on, but like. I have to watch those in my time, which really just doesn't exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But know like, no, that but, but right now it's like, hey, tomorrow we're gonna watch John Wick Four, right? And I'm like, I mean, I was thinking Sunday. No, we're gonna watch it tomorrow. And I'm like, why can't you be this excited about <laughs> other stuff? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Give it a try. So, but anyway, she likes to wet the wick, dude. She does, and that's fine. But like, she can wet the wick on other things. Yeah, you know, like righteous gemstones, uh, yeah. boys. You know, like I can insert like a a fucking thousand things I need to watch. So, I can't wait till you see Smokebusters, Griffin. <laughs> 
I mean, maybe in the next 20 years, I'll get get everything crammed, you know? I need to just, like, nut up and shut up, you know? But uh, next up here, the highly anticipated sci-fi series Metropolis has been officially canceled. So the ongoing Writers Guild of America strike has quite literally been striking down one major production after another since protests began early last month as thousands of writers continue to picket outside studios nationwide for sweeping changes to working conditions and fair compensation. The monumental impact is being felt everywhere in the industry, and now one of the biggest television projects in decades has been declared yet another casualty. Per the report from Collider, Sam Ismali, Sam Ismali's epic sci-fi series Metropolis, is officially dead after ongoing production challenges, the Writers Guild strike serving as the nail in the coffin. Metropolis was set as an incredibly ambitious series adaptation of the original 1927 dystopian film of the same name, directed by Fritz Lang, considered one of the most influential and groundbreaking films of all time. Set Set in a dystopian futuristic city, the story follows Freighter, the wealthy son of the city's ruler who becomes aware and empathetic of the plights faced by the working class. He meets and falls in love with a woman named Maria, an activist for the working class, and together they try to bridge the gap to bring uh, divided humanity back together. Sam Ismali, or Sam Ismal, Ismal? Ismail? Who previously, whose previous work also included another popular sci-fi series called Mr. Robot, the starred award-winning actor Rami Malek and ran for four seasons, was at the helm of the mega-project as showrunner, writer, and director. He served as its creative mind while both Universal Content Productions and Anonymous Content agreed to handle the finances. However, those financial costs grew more and more staggering, and the project began to fall into limbo. Apple TV Plus came aboard last year to help ease the burden, and the outlook was instead abundantly positive while film while filming finally set to begin the summer in Melbourne, Australia. This was also thanks in large part to Vic Screen's Victorian Screen Incentive Grant and the Australian government's location incentive. With what seemed like enough cost coverage, Ismail was ready and eager to move forward at last. The series was going one of the most technically uh, ambitious productions ever made with thousands of jobs created and an unprecedented amount of visual effects that would also harness the adoption of LED volumes seen in Disney Plus's popular Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. However, reps at UCP pulled back the curtain on what was, in truth, a growing mountain of issues that made the show's downfall all but inevitable. Coupled with the still insurmountable cost that was incomplete production drafts of scripts and the commencement of the WGA writer strike myth uh, that no further work could be done on those scripts until the strike ends. As of now, there's clearly still no end in sight, and all of that has led to the regrettable decision to pull the plug on the entire project permanently. But Metropolis... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that the next part of this, which I'm not going to dive too deep on because we've already talked about it. Metropolis may spiritually live on in France, uh, Francis Coppola's uh, Megalopolis. But it's he was having a, a bunch spiritual... of problems, remember? Yeah. It was a nightmare. Yeah. 
They were having yeah. to scrap the whole visual effects department. And... Yeah, so. So hear me out. But he spent his I own call, money. I call bullshit. On which part? On the strike or? On the make, on being able to make Metropolis. Sorry, I got a card on my poop. Anyway, I call bullshit. Because they're talking about cost, right? Mm -hmm. Dude, if they're using the LED, if they're using the volume, which is what the fuck that is. Yeah. That's cheaper, not more like expensive mm -hmm. and i know they're going to be building other sets and there's going to be other elements incorporated sure fine whatever but you're telling me that we can with the use of motion capture cgi and uh unreal engine 5 we can make josh brolin be a purple-headed guy that snaps his fingers and we're all like that looks real as fuck but they can't get this going like that, like that's horseshit. And the reason why I'm saying that now is because, okay, I know we haven't seen Metropolis, but it's a 1927 film. It's gonna ha obviously have stuff in the narrative, like ideas and concepts, like the way the the way they're explaining, like you know, the working class. Yeah, you know, uh, class warfare, all that stuff. Adapting that into the modern era, the only way that you can keep the soul of that movie alive is to bring for forward those ideas and those concepts. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's people that was like, "Oh, they're making a Metropolis movie," and without getting too necessarily political here the people in the propaganda department of the world's like you know what we don't really need to have these ideas brought to the fore but the other ones yeah they're still working on the other one so they would have to shut that one down too right i mean that's true and that was having a lot of problems and it what was it was it francis ford coppola who was it yeah, it's, I mean, it's someone big, you know, like it's yeah. gonna, a lot of people, yeah. I mean, I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. I know what iRobot is. I know it was a hit show. Yeah. It's I just, just feel it, like, I just feel like, I know where you're coming from. Like the, I just feel like someone doesn't like the overall right. idea that was going to get sold sure. with it. And so they were like, hey, let's throw some roadblocks in the way here. Having to pay the riders more, like. There's a lot of stuff that's not going to get made because the writers, they're not going to back down until they get the money they want. Yeah. And if, you know, but if that's what it takes to like, let's not make just every fucking little thing that comes along. Yeah. You know, Quality hold out for the good good. Quantity. Yeah. That's what they're going to have to do after this whole thing takes off. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it's yeah, about it's time, time for, a, it's time for the great reset. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on, on, like, and I'm talking about the reset, like the rewind button, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, who knows this right now might not be the right time for this to get made too. You know what I mean? Like might this be might the right be director. Yeah. I mean, or it could be like maybe the, some of the ideas can't be fully expressed 
like it's it's just I don't know. It might be a uh, blessing in disguise, you know. Yeah, like that, that could be not... one of the things that happen where they're like, "Oh yeah, the you know whatever department doesn't want you to include this," and it's like, "Oh well, that's a big part of the movie." Like, yeah, we have to. It's like, nah, you can't. Know? It's like, well, okay, yeah. well then we're not gonna make it. So yeah, right. How about that? Maybe that's maybe this is the story we're getting. But the director was like, "Fuck this! I'm not fucking ruining this." Yeah. You know, and, that's, and what's crazy is the fact that like, okay, the writer's strike is happening, right? So how like nothing is being written. I mean, I'm not going to well, say also nothing. no money's been spent. Like, exactly. Why could you just wait? Well, and, oh, yeah, exactly. It's starting to sound like bullshit. Yeah. Because like, all I'm saying is like, you can't pay the writers to write people that want to write are going to continue to write. Um, that's just the reality of it. If this is this dude's passion project, there's no way that he does that he's got unfinished scripts laying around. They might not be fully realized, like finalized, yeah. but there's no way that there's unfinished scripts sitting around. It's just it's weird. And you know? Also it's based on something, so there's already an outline. Oh yeah, exactly. Right. All you have so, to do is freshen it up a little bit. Yeah. Take out the meh, see. Yeah. Well, it does seem like the biggest hmm. Uh, the biggest obstacle with the film is that it clearly has a simple story. Yeah. It's the it's the vision that the 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 original and the new attempts are trying to get that so hard and I've I've been podlocked with Metropolis with you guys. Oh, we haven't gotten around to it. But I do want to watch it just because. Well, we owe really it to want... ourselves to see it, especially be doing a, a movie podcast. Yeah, you know, well, I want to see what the I want to see what the hubbub is about because apparently when it came out in in its time, it was groundbreaking. Like it was like it was the holy shit moment that we don't get yeah. for another forty years when Star Wars nineteen twenty seven. You know, I would say after that, I would say maybe uh, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, was uh, whoa color. Like, you know, yeah, like whoa, this is what a movie yeah. could be. When they know? started putting color in there, people were like, "What? Now I gotta buy a new fucking TV? I just got this one paid <laughs> off." You know, yeah, yeah. Damn it, that's oh, what they do. Though we always fuck you. They're like, oh, well now, oh you like Blu-ray? Well, guess what? Now there's four gay. Oh, I'll just buy it and watch it on one. Nope, can't watch it on that TV. It's not 4K. I mean, dude. 8K, 12K. Just pick a K and stick with it. I mean, well, I'm trying to get easy. out of this K hole. <laughs> we can't, we can't a, pick any Ks. You know, like, well, even all as a, well, Even as a kid in the 90s, man, with The Wizard of Oz, when I watched it as a small child, having watched color TV and grown up in that era already, Watching that and seeing it at first, and then like when she lands in Oz and everything comes into color, it's still a holy fuck moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. It still has that movie. impact. Well, the oh, thing yeah. is, it's color in the, in that time and color now is two different colors. Yes. Like it's so vibrant. Bright. It's so, yes. It's the two road, different dude, colors. It's the lights they were using. They like used too many lights. Now we, uh, yeah. they try to just set the mood. Back then it was like, they're gonna melt your fucking face off with these things. Like, well, yeah. more too. lights. 
also too no filters back in the day no filters they would use like every now and then they might put a little something over to to do yeah, something well, I mean, but well minimal like, like you know, real like camera a, tricks though yeah like you're shooting a night scene but you're just putting a, a, a black filter over your camera yeah. and you're filming during the day like they did in uh nope yep you could kind of tell that something it did, but like you could tell that something was off because of the, you know, like during the daytime, how the sun like shines around your them. body and it has that, you know, the moon just doesn't yeah. do that, but you could like yeah. see the way they would shine kind of like, Those bright like what's, ass yeah, shadows. what's that outline? Like, yeah. well, like, you know, being, being fortunate to live in a, being fortunate to live in an area where if we want to get away from light pollution we can we're about i don't live there yeah so on a particularly full moon style night and the moon is just popping there is a bit of like you can see the shadows so it does have a good effect you know well you're right though with that weird glow they have well nope it worked to for the better because like the night sequences made it feel and look weird Mm-hmm. And it fed into like what it is gave happening. me anxiety. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it it fed into the aesthetic like heavily. So next up here, this is something that I wanted to hit on because of like some other things that are going on. But Day Shift director has pitched a sequel, Night Shift, to Netflix. So director J.J. Perry is eager to return to the world of vampire hunting and family life in a sequel to the Netflix action movie Day Shift. During an appearance on the YouTube channel Corridor Crew, Perry revealed that he is now in discussions with the streaming platform about a sequel, which he reveals will be titled Night Shift, and recently pitched the project. We are hopefully going to do Night Shift. We we just put that pitch out there. We're hoping to get the writer who did John Wick 4. Uh, The martial artist and stuntman turned filmmaker is clearly hopeful that Night Shift will get the green light and plans to bring the writer behind the recent action epic John Wick Chapter 4, Michael Finch, into the fray. Finch teamed up with the Day Shift co-writer Shay Hatton for the fourth John Wick outing and with John Wick Chapter 4 director Chad uh, Stalowski Stalski, expected to return as a producer on Night Shift. Perry is clearly hoping to pack the sequel with as many John Wick alums as possible. Uh, and then we know what Day Shift is. So Day Shift is uh, starring Jamie Foxx. Yeah, dude. And, you know, he, we watched that. I mean, it's weird that yeah. you got that movie coming out that uh, about the clone. Was it the clone yeah. Tyrone? That's his new Yeah, the clone Tyrone. Yeah. Maybe yeah. last movie. I don't know. But uh, John, uh, what's that motherfucker's name? Brzezinski? He's the one that was in it. Nah, he's in that. Oh shit! The fucking dude um, from Boyega? Star Wars. Yeah, the guy from Star yeah. Wars, right? That's him. Yeah. Um, I saw an article on Twitter where he's like, "I've been trying to," because they're in that movie together, which is about to come out. Yeah, and he's like, "I've been trying to call him, dude. They want I, nobody's heard from him since this. That's like crazy. I've called everyone and been like, hey, what's up with Jamie? You know, is he okay?' And like, you heard the reports. Yeah, they claim that he's blind, can't speak really, and. I like how on there they said, what they say? Unspecified? Yeah. Murder, medical, medical, medical emergency. 
<laughs> medical <laughs> emergency. Um, I'm pretty sure you can find. Uh, if you look it up, the internet will tell you what the emergency was. He suffered like a stroke. Yeah. He had like a blood clot in his brain. Yeah. Been a lot of those lately, but. uh, Yeah. Wasn't I he. Mean, wasn't he still attached to Spawn as well? Yes. Yeah. You guys want to yeah. hear a fucking conspiracy theory around that, though? Sure. He was. Um, do y'all remember me talking about. We don't even have to go into what the case was about, but um, oh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio testifying. Yes, remember me talking oh, yeah. about that? Okay, well, guess who else was going to testify? Jamie Foxx. Really, it's a pretty big case, man. Like, if you look mm. into that, it's crazy that it's just kept out of the news. But it's like, whoa, that's yeah. This guy was giving money, doing what with money from foreign countries? Yeah, but Jamie Foxx was. There were people that. When it first happened, they was like, well, he got poisoned on set. Yeah. Huh? I remember that. You remember that? Like, he got poisoned. Because of the, I guess, the way that it happened, like. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. You know, whatever happened to Jamie Foxx, I feel like he'll he'll be very vocal. Oh, yeah. About it. Yeah. If it's what we think it is. Well, he's always been. football player. Yeah, he's always been kind of like no nonsense. Well, no he's bullshit. got fuck you money. Ex- yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's got you know Ray money. to think that Hollywood would do that to you. Oh yeah. You well, know, think about how many push Jamie agenda. Fox. God, damn. Think, think about well, think about how many people are Jamie Fox fans. Like, I fucking love clearly, Jamie Fox, dude. He can clearly be an influencer. That's why we yeah. watch Day Shift. I'm like Jamie Fox. Yeah. Yeah, vampire. I mean, dude, she? Ray. Come yeah. on, Django, dude. And live in color. Oh, dude. Yeah, right. You already know. I have to watch it when I get off here. I know. I was going to say, dude. I was going to say, yeah, dude. Like, look at how far he's come since I live in color. Yeah. Stand-up comedian. Megastar. Hilarious. Yes. Uh, uh, Musically gifted. Yes. Y'all remember those um, singles they did, him and Kanye, back in the day? I ain't saying she a gold digger. There you go. I mean, you know. I bet you. He also did like overnight celebrity or something. There was another yeah. one. I bet if you could give him a year, six months of writing, six months of testing it with audiences to refine it, he could get back on stage and do a stand up special, no sweat. I well, feel dude, like they he s- may recover. I didn't mean to cut you off there, dude. But like oh, he's yeah. got the best I mean, dude, I watched I watched a football player drop dead. Yeah. And a few weeks later he walked back out. And and appears to be fine. Yeah. So it pays to have money, you know? Yeah. What was that South Park skit? It's like, we have the cure for age or AIDS. Large, like. Oh, you got to sleep on it. Right. Large, unconcentrated shots of money to the bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah. No, but what I was going to say is I think that, like, before all this stuff with Jamie Foxx started happening, that he had been kind of popping up and doing some like uh, little open mic things, yeah. Just just showing up and just to see if he still got it, yeah. You know, because play around with whenever, it, yeah. Because when they were doing that um, funny people movie, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Judd Apatow and uh, all those guys would go to they did open, open mics and just to see if they still had it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even Sandler was up there doing. 
you know. So yeah, right. If I should, if I'm at a comedy club and Adam Sandler shows up, it's like I'm gonna do some stand up. I'm, I'm like, what? What fucking galaxy are we know, in? Dude, right I'm going now? straight punch drunk love, dude. <laughs> I'll put that bitch, you know. Yeah, right. He still does uh, his shows. Of course, he's not going to show up somewhere like that, but he still tours and does his music. And yeah, that's that's awesome because he doesn't have to do that, dude. He loves it. He's yeah, oh, yeah, one of those sure. comedian slash actors that wanted to be a musician, but yeah, just you know didn't. that happens. Yeah, you know, actors won't be musicians. Musicians won't be actors. Yeah, or comedians. Um, Everybody wants to be a comedian. Before we pivot, one thing I thought was funny about this Jenny Fox article is down here at the bottom, it talks about day shift, and, it's, and it you know it usually gives the list of all the people that stars alongside the main person. Well, it has them on here, and it's got them. You know the you know some of their more known yeah, projects. Snoop Dogg's is Bones. And the SpongeBob movie, yeah, I saw Sponge that. on the Run. Yeah, I just, I just like, made SpongeBob. You need to run, how, you know. Like how oddball is that? Is like uh, for Snoop Dogg. Like who wrote this article? You know, yeah. Yeah. it had to be AI, no right? Chicken. Like the AI yeah. didn't read the room. No, it's like Bones. I remember Bones. Yeah, I always thought that was funny. Like in in Bones, where he says that to him, he goes, "Ghetto love don't need no fried chicken." Oh, so next up here, we've got an article about Warner Brothers. All right, so Warner Brothers is trying to bring back Nolan and Jackson, Chris Nolan and Peter Pete Jackson. Damn, you talk about them like you know them. I mean, like, we might have. Uh, we we might have got coffee. I was talking yeah. to yeah. Pete and Chris the other yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. We, we call them. We call them by their government names, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we might have had coffee or something. <laughs> well, so, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery's future is not only on the small screen, but also the big one. And they want great directors like Nolan and Jackson working with them again to develop new projects. After an important series of announcements related to the company's streaming platform, Max, which includes the expansion of major franchises such as Harry Potter, Big Bang Theory, and The Conjuring. The studio seeks the attention to... Nope. The studio seeks to extend those plans to the cinematic world with sagas such as Lord of the Rings, and they want Peter Jackson back on the director's chair for it. Through Variety, the new heads of Warner Brothers Discovery's film division, Michael DeLuca, and Pam Abdi revealed that they visited Jackson in New Zealand to discuss the possibilities for the future of the franchise based on the story by J.R.R. Tolkien. Jackson was responsible, of course, for bringing Lord of the Rings to theaters, not only adapting the main trilogy of books and what was one of the most successful sagas in studio's history, but also turning the prequel book The Hobbit into another three-chapter epic adventure. Now that Tolkien's universe has returned thanks to Amazon Prime Video in The Rings of Power, Warner Brothers is ready to bet again on the stories from Middle-Earth and recreate the success achieved years ago. There are still plenty of stories and characters that could be explored within the Lord of the Rings universe, and the studio could go down a path similar to the one they took with Game of Thrones. No! Sorry. 
in the midst of the crisis that theaters went through due to the pandemic and with the explosion of the war between streaming platforms, several film projects were affected and did not get the necessary time in theaters that their budget demanded. The best, the best known cases probably were black widow and the conflict between Scarlett Johansson and Disney Mm. as well. Christopher Nolan's with Warner brothers because of tenant. In the article published by Variety, DeLuca and Abdi confirmed that it was very important for them to bring Oppenheimer director back to the studio. We're hoping to get no one back. In addition, the piece de- uh, details that according to its sources, the studio made a significant payment to the director in recent months on behalf of Tenet's earnings in order to amend the relationship between the two parties. In fact, Oppenheimer's post-production was done on the Warner Brothers lot. All of Nolan's films since 2002's Insomnia were produced and distributed by Warner Brothers, including some of his standout titles like the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, and Interstellar. For now, they'll have to compete directly with Nolan's new movie as Oppenheimer and Barbie hit theaters together on July the 21st. Fortunately for Warner Brothers, uh, Greta Gerwig's um, film seems to have the advantage as the film starring Cillian Murphy has been rated R mm. while Barbie has been rated PG 13. Those are two different audiences. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Those yeah. Are, Do it. Yeah. People not going to watch problem. Barbie. They're not going to be able to make it. I'm not going to the theater to watch Barbie. I'll watch it no. at home though. But dude, I've been thinking about peeping Oppenheimer. I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely you know going mean? to try to go. Peep that. I, yeah. If I, it's possible. I would, I want to go watch it just on a just on a production level, just on yeah. a technical feat, because like I just want to see how he's able to recreate those atomic yeah. bombs using I'm, practical yeah. effects. Like that's just that's gonna be cool as shit to watch. Well, dude, I'm coming off the hills of six seasons of fucking Peaky Blinders, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm over here like, dude, Celia Murphy, dude. Damn, he's the truth. I mean, he's a badass actor, dude. Badass, dude. And, you know, we saw him in some stuff early on. It was like, okay. But, I, I, I mean, I just did six seasons. There's six episodes each. They're an hour apiece. Last one's an hour and a half. And he's pretty much on screen most of the time. Right. It's, killing it's only it. A, Fucking it's only a, killing it's, it, dude. Even with or without. And TV. everyone else. Even with or without Peaky Blinders, I'm sure that adds to it from what you're saying. Man. I thought he was a great actor before, dude. But when I when saw you, him, when you can, when him you finally, and Tom Hardy just talking, dude, was like, whoa. Well, this when, is... well, when you take in all of his projects, yeah, like from Sunshine, yeah, 28 Days Later, mm-hmm. Peacock, all but that, like, and you he see that really dude's do range. a lot of talking. He does a yeah. little bit, like well, it, he does a lot of fucking talking. But you do realize he's got child that like you realize that Nolan did him justice by bringing him back at least twice yeah. in yeah. the Dark Knight trilogy, but heavily under you. Well, yeah. Inception too. Yeah. Like, like he was. Like, so like when when they cast Cillian, like you realize when they cast Cillian as Scarecrow, it was like shooting someone with an RPG at point blank, dude, it was overkill. Like you didn't, like he is a good actor for like a role that he only probably had maybe 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah. Like throughout this whole appearance in in that trilogy. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite 
parts of him playing Scarecrow was in Dark Knight Rises where he's up there judging everybody. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know. But yeah, I'm... uh... Here's the thing. I understand where they're coming from, where they're like, we want to do more Lord of the Rings stuff. I get Mm. it. But on... Well, on the hills of the Rings of Power Mm -hmm. where it feels like it's so divided. Like you... The majority of the people's like, no, there's some people that are like, it's not as bad as they say that it is. You know what I mean? Like, so. So, Rings of Power is based on 39 pages of source material. That's what Amazon has the rights to. Yep. Okay. That's why the the Silmarillion was only talked about in the literal opening five minutes of the show. Yeah. Which once that happened, I cut it off and was like, I'm done here. Yeah. I ain't well, wasting dude, my time. Like Luke Lamb, Peter Jackson already did Lord of the Rings. He did it all. He did and the, the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the only let him thing, make something else. We don't well, need if, it. It holds up. Go back and watch the old shit. Well if we're gonna go to if we're gonna go back to Middle Earth with Peter Jackson. I don't think he'll do it. Well, I, I mean, if the money's him, right, he'll do it, but I want him I want it to be he spent like twenty years making Lord of the Rings movies. It's such a depth of knowledge because it's technically the Bible of it, but I would really love for him to do the Silmarillion. Yeah. And do the creation story of Middle Earth. Well, if he comes back, he's going to do something. He's not going to repeat. But it's like, we want you to do the reboot. He's like, what? Reboot? I future proof these motherfuckers, you know? And yeah, absolutely. We spent 10 years getting the visual effects together for these movies. And the thing that kind of drew my ire in the article was I'm so sick of fantasy shit getting compared to game of Thrones. Don't get me wrong. Game of Thrones was good. It's its own experience, but literally comparing Lord of the Rings to game of Thrones is the most dumbest fucking thing. Like this was written by, by AI. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're also, it's at HBO. They do game of Thrones. Well, yeah, like, because you know. the only thing that they have in common is at some point a fucking dragon shows up. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is this optimistic story yeah. of, it's a classic, the power of friends, the mm. meaning of friendship to overcome insurmountable odds. Game of Thrones is just, the world is shit, it will always be shit, no hope, everything sucks. Yeah. So it's completely tonally different. And... Like, you know, I already said Amazon, like Rings of Power is just, it, I, I just, I, it it doesn't, no, dude. Yeah. If you're going on 39, I know it sounds stupid, but if you're going on such a small amount of source material or, or small access to source material, if that's what you're basing, this big ass saga of a TV show, there's about to be some ass pulling cop outs like you've never seen. And so yeah. many, quote unquote, creative liberties being done that that is it's not like why even why even have Tolkien or Lord of the Rings even on it yeah. at that point? If it's gonna be just it's gonna if it's gonna be fan fiction, fine, but don't slap don't don't slap the fucking brand on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't give me, don't give me Clover Valley and tell me you're fucking giving me. Well, dude, it's like when people are like, it's, 
you know, it's, it shows like Breaking Bad. It's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Like Breaking Bad is like Breaking Bad. I mean, it might be as almost as good as and oh, some big shoes to fill, but yeah. anytime they compare a show, but I, I get, I don't know who wrote the fucking article, but they both got swords. There's arrows. It, you know, it's, and I know that it's in the medieval. Public, uh, That's what they're it, doing it, there, but it's like, don't yeah. compare anything. That's like the new show, though, The House of Dragons. Mm-hmm. It's not even like that Game of Thrones that we watched before because there was like a, you know, there was a mission in that one where they were the wall, the this, the, this is yeah, a complete, zombies, this is all politics but, now. Like, yeah. You know? Well, like, yeah, who's well, going to be the fucking king? Yeah, they were and that's like, it. Oh. Nobody worried about nothing else. Well, they're going, they're going in to try to accommodate, and this is probably some choice words, but, but whatever. They're going after the housewives that love the cutthroat shit of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Motherfuckers that go by, I'm fucking, my name is Persephone, mother of dragons. <laughs> and, you I did watch like, that new bitches. Game of Thrones the, the show, and I did enjoy it, but it had Matt Smith. I was like, this can't be that bad. And it was all right. I heard, I heard he rocks the role, and he's good. But I mean, it ain't all he rocks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here, here's oh. my, here's my question though. Like, when did the last Hobbit movie come out? Like 2012 or was that so, around that time? And they yeah. they were panned, but they were they were rushed. They didn't have anywhere the pre production that the original trilogy had. Right, but my thing is, is like. Peter Jackson has spent over half of his life at this point. At least 20 in years. Middle Earth. Yeah. Yeah. In Middle Earth. And like, maybe he wants to do something different. Yeah, like man. a Beatles documentary. Well, or... and I mean, and you know, and I absolutely agree. But, you know, in terms of the way the articles want to be like, let's get him in because he did Lord of the Rings and maybe he can, maybe yeah. we can marionette him to do that again. Well, <laughs> I would like and, to see some more Peter Jackson movies, but I don't want well, him, them to force him. It's like, you come over here and do Lord of the Rings. And it's like, just let him do something. Yeah. yeah. He's a great and director. I, the Hobbit was 2012, by the way. Somewhere in the, somewhere in the, somewhere in the, uh, the negotiations that they do with Jackson is they need to have, not only the streaming rights, so a whole new audience can see it, but they also need to get the publishing rights or license or whatever, yeah. So that we can get our um, <clears throat> Dead Alive Blu-ray re-release. Yeah. Oh, for real. But, really, yeah. the the big thing here, though, like they mentioned Peter Jackson, and I'm sure he'll be fine with that. He's like, I mean, people, I got something I want to make, but they're talking about Christopher Nolan. You yeah. y'all remember oh, the article? Dude. We read the article on here where he was like. You I'm, need to go yeah. to a fucking theater to see this movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I get it. I saw Tenet and was like, yeah, I mean, I get it. You put a lot into this. Like he, he's not just directing someone else's shit. Oh, yeah. there's no, it's there's, his there's shit. Some, he's like, yeah, he's so he's far the beyond British studios. Now. He is from, isn't he? He's like, from Chicago. Is there's, he? there's yeah. no Nolan back for him, dude. Yeah. He's from Chicago. I'm pretty sure. Well, he might be from Chicago, but he was born in Westminster, London. Oh, yeah. He's got that accent. Christopher Edward Nolan, CBE. Ooh, that's a this title you only get from the king. Ooh. So um, I'm sure he did some time there, but he, that's why he does the suits, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. I get it. But but yeah, I mean, there. it sounds to me like the article itself and also Warner Brothers is like, we've had a lot of success with these directors in the past. Yeah. They've moved on for various reasons. Maybe we can like try to get them back and make a sweetheart deal with them. And it's like, well, Nolan doesn't want to like deal with the streaming versus, you know, like which he, his opinion may have changed by now. You know, if he saw what tenant made from max, he might, he might've been like, Oh, well, never mind, you know, but, um, I don't know. It just, it, it really feels like they're, trying to manifest destiny you know what i mean they're trying to they're trying to capture that so i went and looked it up dude what it was was his mother was american father was british so he was back and forth could you imagine Uh, no like look what it made him like yeah great filmmaker storyteller he lived a life like not only was he in chicago yeah but he was jet setting back to london and living there and seeing that world like you know, a lot of people yeah. don't get to do that. They never go anywhere. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> You've been places. I mean, Mexico, but the I mean, well, I mean, I mean you, well, now Tenet makes more sense. It's his, it does. It's, the way, it's his version of jet lag. Oh, yeah. Oh. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's his jet lag as a kid made yeah. into a film. <laughs> yeah. So next up here, we have a. Uh, article after several weeks of rumors, the flash director, Andy Muschietti will direct the DCU Batman reboot, the brave and the bold with the filmmaker being chosen by DC studios, co-CEO James Gunn for the job. The hiring of Muschietti has been confirmed via variety with Gunn and his fellow DC studios, co-CEO Peter Safran releasing a joint statement in which they Heap praise on the director and his affinity for bringing the world of DC to life. We saw the flash even before taking the reins at DC studios and knew we were in the hands of not only a visionary director, but a massive DC fan. It's a magnificent film, funny, emotional, thrilling, and Andy's affinity and passion for these characters in this world just resonate through every frame. So when it come, so when it came time to find another director, or to find a director for The Brave and the Bold, there was really only one choice. Luckily, Andy said yes. Barbara signed on to produce with us, and we were on our way. They're an extraordinary team, and we couldn't have uh, better or more inspiring partners as we embark on this thrilling new adventure in the DCU. It was previously reported that a deal would not be struck between Muschietti and and DC Studios until the ongoing Writers Guild of America strike had come to an end, but clearly this was not the case. With the Flash director now on board to helm the Batman and Robin outing for Gunn and Saffron's recalibrated DCU. The Brave and Bold will come as part of the DCU's Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters, which will begin with Superman reboot, Superman Legacy in 2025. The rest of the character or the rest of the chapter will include the likes of the Authority, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, a Swamp Thing movie, and much more. So I've heard, which I've avoided spoilers and everything, yep. but I've heard some really good things about Flash. I've heard really good things. I've heard really bad. Things. I've heard people say that it tanked, but it made like $200 million open a weekend. I'm like, I don't think that's tanking. Well, well to me, it seems Nine like million will be tanking. To me, it's getting the same. It's getting the same criticisms 
that we've already heard with Quantum Mania yeah. and the Marvel shit and the it's the CGI for yeah. some reason. Okay. But to me it's like it's a guy running faster yeah. than the speed of light. Like give me a It's break. like someone that's like, just be happy you got it. <laughs> I mean yeah. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Do you not remember what we used to watch? Yeah. It yeah. can't be that bad. It's like you gotta I mean the movie got made, dude. Every time we talk about this guy, Muschietti, you know? Muschietti, yeah. Muschietti. I mean, dude, he's spinning gold, man. He's our dude, Rumble Stillskin, dude. He went from Mama, yeah, wrote, to directed. The yeah. Well, it, both of yeah. them, to the Flash. Dead. So you see this thing throughout film history with horror directors. Well, they're Transition. cheap. Yeah, you can get you know you write and you just write something scary. You know it looks oh it's freaky. Mama comes out walking all weird. You know, yeah, that's scary. You know, well yeah. look at James Cameron. Well, who I was yeah. going to bring up next? I mean Sam Raimi. Yeah, exactly. he does the Evil Dead. Next thing you know, he's making mother flipping Spider Man movies. Like, yeah, you know, it's well, a it's cheap cra- movie to make. That's why you see it more. It's cheap. Yeah. What's even crazy is. He also is in the pipeline as the Brave and the Bold, of course. Welcome to Derry, which is a TV series that's supposed to happen around. For I think we talked about it a little bit. It's it's supposed to be, take place, of course, in Derry, yeah, and, and revolve around the it stuff in mm-hmm. some capacity. Attack on Titan. He's working on an Attack on Titan movie. What? Yeah. Yes. Now I've seen the Japanese adaptations of the anime, like their live action ones, and in that whole realm of movies, like those those anime adaptations over there, they always get ripped to shreds by sure. at least from, at least from the Western audiences. Um, well, this guy's coming in with Hollywood. I mean, dude, that's you that's look a, at all these movies we've seen that he made look great. Yeah, um, and he's already I've got seen, the material. Like I don't. I know y'all probably seen like memes and images from Attack on Titan, but mm-hmm. I implore y'all, I implore y'all to just look up what it's about, just read a summary of it. That's a gnarly fucking show or a, a, a crazy idea. And if it had like a legitimate Hollywood adaptation, well, this is our with guy. This guy with this guy doing it. As long as IMDb, that's gonna be good. Man. It's gonna be good. And fucking the haters could suck it. Yeah. Dude, when you were reading this article, something I thought about was, dude, James Gunn is like running DC. DC. And while he's doing that, has a fucking Marvel movie drop and just, you know, wreck the box office. Like, yeah. yeah, And it's like, that's wild. So something that I thought was interesting too, about all of this and how it's all kind of interconnected all the way back to the horror director uh, topic. Um, Horror movies, you know, like like you're saying, they're cheap to make. I feel like they're also that good test. Of, they're, they're that they're that way of showing a studio, look what I can do with a dollar. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. well it's like a demo. And, it's a well one thing in that in that episode of Inside of You uh, with James Gunn, um, there was a moment where they're talking about the filmmaking process, and Gunn uh, brought up that for all the movies that he's done for Marvel. He was able to come in under budget. Yeah. And for them to look as good as they did, you would think he would have spent every single dime. Yeah. But he but hires his that, brother. He 
you know yeah yeah shoots so, on a, you know you go to georgia and shoot get a tax break and so with that being said though these big blockbuster superhero movies now they're the ultimate let's see how far you can stretch a dollar yeah and if Muschietti can do the same thing because the, the one thing that can't be denied at least on the trailer level uh the polish oh. that the flash has got going for it looks great yeah oh i mean look at the budget for it and what he was able to do with that well, dude, oh yeah dude has everyone seen mama yeah it's been a long time yeah of course. I was two, two, 2013 seen, i remember I've trav seen, telling me watching that with the girls and them getting scared I, I I remember seeing the short film and the, yeah. The so the picture. budget there was fifteen million dollars. Yeah. All right. That's a decent amount of money. Yeah. To do a movie in two thousand thirteen, the box office was a hundred and forty eight million. I mean, yeah. everybody. This is why the man's got a. And and what he proved there was like he could stretch a dollar. Well, I mean, look how much that it chapter one made. Like it, oh yeah, and not only did he direct it, oh dude, chapter two made almost five hundred million. He yeah. not only was able to adapt it, he was able to adapt all of it, well, save for the risque moments. This like dude as has far made a as I know, he, he he did the whole goddamn book. You know, he's made a million dollars, a billion. I mean, in movies, bank- bankable. You know. On just well, that's, three or that's four That's when projects. you're like, oh, let him make, let him make something. Yeah. So calls up I'm a scars ha- guard. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy that he uh, that he's getting the Batman, and I'm interested because like the way that he has a clear separation between like whenever you watch it, whether it be it one or two, there's a clear separation between like daytime like happy-go-lucky, everybody's kind of in la-la land, and then when shit hits the fan. And the way that he was able to stitch those two things together and still make it feel like it's in the same place, but mm-hmm. it's just... I think he's going to do fantastic oh, with a Batman movie. Even yeah. though the eeriness of Pennywise was always there and he was constantly fucking on them kids... You're right. Like the tone of like the day shots, like the the childlike. Yeah, it was different. But the minute they go down there into the sewers, holy shit! You know. Yeah. We all float down here. I'm happy for him, man. Good on him. Deserves it. Uh, Not to get too off into the topic, but um, now that you've uh, reached the tower, Griffin, uh, how? did, did, did it did it did it hit any light bulbs or did it break your brain when you started to think about its story oh yeah everything did yeah like because because it is heavily drawn from into the tower stories like because yeah. remember when remember in the book when uh pennywise is like the when he's all in his final form and like that the fucking turtle is what defeats him mm-hmm like yeah some crazy shit dude oh yeah but yeah i'm i'm excited for him and and i'm interested to see who he's going to cast as batman and and robin if they're going to go with an older robin a younger robin and like so if i'm how, if i 
So isn't Brave and the Bold Damian Wayne? Yeah, but I think they had several series with with different versions. I think the most recent, yeah. Because, man, I kind of wish, I kind of wish they go with Dick Grayson, man. Yeah. Like classic rock. Well, I'm sure they will. I mean, I mean, well, they're, they're taking it back to the basics with a story like this, right? And, and I mean, yeah, because like the whole We always thing, see an older Batman, older. We're going to see a younger one. Because the whole thing with Damian Wayne is that like, he's the, the, He's my favorite child. Wayne's brother. He's the <laughs> he's the uh he's the son of Batman that he has with Talia Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Raz Al Ghul. Yeah, like the the like his, his like yeah, Raish's daughter. Like Bane's little reason for surviving, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, I have the shadows. <laughs> Sorry. I will break your Keep spine. It on, bye, bye. I have a like a can I use for it. Carry it around with me. Oh, I can't remember anyway. if we talked about it on the pod, but uh, I watched a video where uh, it was breaking down Tom Hardy creating the voice of Bane, mm-hmm. and uh, he 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 was watching a boxer, like an old British yeah. boxer. And the way that dude talked was like Bane. He was like, "Yes, we're going to go. Yeah, we got fisty cups, you see." And he uh, he put and, a little Charles and, Bronson on it. Yeah, yeah, and in the video, you know, little and, Charlie. And he was talking with Nolan, and he was like, "This might be a stupid idea, man, but like, let me roll with this for a take." Yeah. And when he did it, Nolan was like, "That's, That's it, it, dude." Well, dude, and then Mufflegate, remember that? Y'all remember yeah. Mufflegate where people were like, "It's our." I remember that, but there was a hey, part of me that was like, no, it's a dude wearing a fucking it mask over sense. his mouth. It makes sense. Nolan, dude, was like, yeah, but you, you can't hear him. It's He's wearing a mask. How many, during the pandemic, how many times you talked to somebody wearing a mask where you're like, what? Yeah. What did you no, say? I know. Huh? No one cared about me until I put on the mask. Yeah. Dude, his voice on the Peaky Blinders is meant. The voice that he chose to use? Yeah. This dude's got voices. Now, a yeah. lot of them are British. When I think of Tom but, Hardy, dude, his voice is so good. When I think of Tom Hardy, I always think of that scene in Bronson where that dude comes where into he the wants fucking to put cell the shit all over him, and he goes, yeah. "He goes, shut up, you cunt! Yeah, <laughs> quickly, come over here, He's cover like, me with this." <laughs> I'd cover him with it. <laughs> I'm, just, you, you fucked up the, by going in there, but even that just, movie, yeah. what is it, Legends? Everything the guy's in, dude. Just yeah. the level of del- of like delivery he gave in that Great was actor. crazy. But yeah, in Legend, when he's he's wearing that cardigan the whole movie, and yeah. he's like, I'm going to break you guys He played two people, boy. and they were like, you could tell they were brothers, but they were different. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. He, uh, oh, the one brother where crazy. he's like, uh, where he's like, he's like, I came here for a good old-fashioned shootout. What is this bullshit? You know, and he just walks the fuck out from a gunfight because he's like, it's not proper. Yeah. And the other one like beats him to death with a hammer. That's what happens. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. That was a, that was a good movie. He's a good actor. Great oh, actor. Yeah. Love him. He loves me. <laughs> so last up here, Tarantino's final film is an exploration of violent storytelling. So Tarantino recently opened up. And it, it still just doesn't like, tell us what the fuck yeah. it is. It's Tarantino. 
Yeah. It's going to be violent, right? Yeah. Tarantino presents Tarantino film in Tarantino's final film, you know? So it says here that recently opened up in a discussion at the prestigious Cannes Film Festival, he shared insight into his book cinema speculations and teased details about his upcoming and final feature film, The Movie Critic. Tarantino, a serious aficionado of grindhouse cinema, has a knack for infusing his films with an unforgettable unforgettable blend of violence and drama. The director is known for producing scenes so intense it has to be filmed in black and white to avoid an NC-17 rating. During his conversation at Cannes, he spent some time discussing violence role in his work while citing other uh, film classics such as John Flynn's Rolling Thunder and Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver, as reported by Variety. His analysis of Rolling Thunder was particularly fascinating. Tarantino pointed out that it was this film that prompted him to take his film criticism more seriously. Not in the sense of writing and publishing uh, formal reviews, but in the context of watching films with a critical eye, observing their nuances, and forming solid opinions about them. He candidly expressed his belief that Rolling Thunder should have concluded with a higher degree of violence to uphold the revenge-driven narrative integral to Paul Schrader's screenplay. During the Don, uh, turning to Don Siegel's Dirty Harry, a film notorious for its portrayal of police brutality set against the backdrop Vietnam War protest, Tarantino's insights proved intriguing. He identified with uh, Siegel's intent to shock audiences rather than deliver a political statement. The movie, uh, this reveals a fascinating facet of Tarantino's own creative process. To illustrate his uh, commitment to authentically representing his viewpoints in his works, he stated, I write my own material, so if there's political aspects to it in there, I fucking put them in there. However, despite his reputation for violence-infused narratives, Tarantino isn't without his limits. He revealed an unexpectedly compassionate stance when it comes to killing animals on screen, a line he's not willing to cross. He emphasized emphasized, uh, that the magic of cinema for him lies in its make-believe nature, and that extends to the violent scenes he is known for. In a retrospective of Tarantino's filmography, it's uh, noticeable that he frequently rewrites history by arming marginalized characters with violent revenge. This is highly evident on some of his works like Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Although this narrative strategy was sometimes an intentional choice, there were uh, instances where it materialized more organically during the storytelling process. In the case of Once Upon a Time, uh, he stated that his intention was to create a narrative that would save Sharon Tate's character and punish the villains. When it came to discussing his upcoming and final film, The Movie Critic, Tarantino, who is typically quite open and verbose uh, when discussing cinema, was unusually reserved. He left his audience in suspense, suggesting that the film contains intriguing character monologues, but not providing any specific details. It's his final but, one. Let him fucking put it out with the way he Let him it, cook. You know? yeah. Let that motherfucker have the whole damn rest. Strong. Let him fucking put shit where he wants. The menu. Yeah. They come in. He's like, okay, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Put your phones in his Tarantino's here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and that, that's you know, that's 
now that you mention it, you're right. Tarantino has absolutely no problem having a tire peel a woman's face off. No, but he does not kill animals on screen. And I don't like that. I don't like to see that. I don't know why I'm I'm okay with watching people die. Because I know it's fake, but there's something about when they do the animals. I'm like, but that animal's not in on this. You know, anytime you see a horse take a tumble in the movie, I'm like, the horse, they make them fall. Yeah. Sometimes it hurts them. But they do yeah. that. And it's like the horse is not being paid for making a movie. Like, yeah. that's what you don't like about it. Like, dude, if I ever watch John Wick 1 again, I will turn my head when they kill his dog. I didn't like that. I didn't like that one bit. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I respect that. Yeah. That's one of the things I hate. Uh, oh, was yeah. it Cannibal Holocaust? What was it? Yeah. When they, they killed, killed the turtle. The tar- oh, turtle dude. Well, they really I killed think- that turtle, dude. Well, I know that I know they're all CGI, but I know we're probably absolutely gonna hate the bad guy in fucking Guardians. 3, I don't want to talk I about still, it. I still, I still haven't watched it, but I'm aware that there's a lot trauma, of torture, trauma, dude. Get ready for it. Oh, and being a dog person, having fur babies, oh, yeah, that makes it way worse because you're like, mm. I, I've heard, I've heard like. I've heard that it's the first MCU film in a long time where they clearly draw a line with the villain and they yeah. make you hate him that you don't you have no resolution or sympathy. I could have capped him myself. There, there there was one small clip I saw. And it was the clip where <clears throat> the high evolutionary uh, race the well no the he people? takes oh he takes rocket and he goes it's just very out of context he mm. sits him in this big room and he's like he's like how'd you fix that and he's like oh yeah he goes, how did you know it how did you really know that he can he's just he flipping can't. the fuck out yeah. and it's like that's and the then, first letdown too like everything's been smooth sailing until then you know and then yeah, uh that's when and then and then another one that, that that fucking just tore me up and was like, I ain't gonna watch the rest of this. It was the clip where Rocket's sitting on that dude's lap and he's like, Sky Blue. Oh yeah, like yeah. he like you could tell like he's Bro. he 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 doesn't talk. It's so innocent, and then you're I'm like, oh my god, oh, this, this gets just, worse than that. Like it's gonna yeah, I, it I, does. Oh, I'm, it, really it was is, almost dude. an R, like and. Um, I don't like, like I, dude when that went off I was depressed. Well Well the first well, know, I'll take it back. The first little like it was a YouTube thing that I'd stumbled across. Yeah. And it was the clip where it shows them all lying in a circle and you hear them all talking about their names. Yeah. That that was so goddamn sad, dude. I I, I like once again, no context. Don't you know, I don't know shit. I still don't. I've remained spoiler free. We should be able to watch time. that soon. So, but those, those, those little clips that I saw of that made me go, dude, I, 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 I'm, this is going to pull at the heartstrings. I can already tell because like, dude, that shot of them talking where that rabbit's like, my name's floor. Cause yeah. I lay on the floor. Like the little, that stuff like that, man, that is anime. Yeah, my name's ducky. That's anime yeah. as fuck. Dude, like you see that scene happen in so many anime where 
it's almost like a trope now where when you see that it's because you know something god yeah, awful is about to happen yes yeah. you know, like that that's it's gonna give you a little glimmer of hope before it takes it all away yeah a little foot yeah um before we leave this article y'all take a look at that picture dude and i want you to notice that uh, Dr. King Schultz is just sitting on that horseback there waiting for the scene. And he's over here like, yeah, so just, hey, we're going to fucking, and he's just waiting. Yeah. Cause this was his, no, he, he had inglorious bastards, but yeah, this man's on the job. Look at him. Yeah. He's in character. He's like Quentin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he is. Yeah. He's just sitting there waiting for direction. Quentin? Another thing about Tarantino, man. This motherfucker worked at a video store with his best friend. They do a podcast together now where they watch movies and talk about it. But, like, this dude would recommend movies. He, people would come in and be like, oh, I like this kind of movie. He's like, oh, we got to fucking, fucking watch this, you know? He was that guy. He's like a film nerd. This motherfucker knows movies. Yeah. He talks about these movies, and then now he's going to make a movie called The Movie Critic. Like, he's a movie critic. Yeah. It reminds me of The Critic. Do y'all remember that? cartoon mm-hmm. with John Lovitz yeah. the movie oh, yeah, critic yeah. but he always reminds me of that when he's like I'm like dude if John Lovitz is in it oh my god I love it I mean dude there's something about him dude imagine I'll, I'll, him in a Tarantino movie he's like I'll fucking kill you all no, you know that's no, the way he delivers every line no what if it was John Lovitz instead of John Wick <laughs> I'm fucking Killing everyone in here. And he's like, oh, slow was, and just missing. Dude, t- that's the parody version. He goes, yeah. I have to declare, it was more than just a puppy. <laughs> yeah. He was my friend, you know? Oh, you <laughs> shot me on continental grounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have you arrested, you know? It's completely different. He comes they, like he he doesn't even come waddling in with a gunshot. He just comes striding in, goes up to the to the desk and goes, I would like to speak to the manager. They call me Baba Yaga. Yeah. Do you not know who the fuck I am? You know? I'm the one you call to kill the fucking boogeyman. <laughs> but he never he's like Mr. Magoo meets Naked Gun. Like it's you know, He's not the badass, but he fucks his way through it. He just kind of like gets lucky, right? Or a little off, just a little off of the off out of pocket shit. Where he'd he'd come in, you'd see him walking up to the desk, and as he's walking, he'd look at one of the people already sitting in chairs, and he goes, "Thedmans, I like those too." And he just keeps going, you know. Well, dude, he abuses his power. Like he knows, like everyone's scared of him. You know, he's John Wick. He's the boogeyman, right? So he go, he does, like, tire commercials. Like, come buy these tires or I'll fucking kill you, you know? But they have it. They have he gets it paid, like, still, 10 grand for it. Have it to where he's still kind of portly sized. So when they're describing him, they're like, the amount oh. of burrito wrappers John Lovitz stacked that Oh, day. it's current Lovitz. It's, there's no de-aging process. It's People keep asking me if I'm back. <laughs> it's just Chubby Loves, like. God, whoever's out there and has the money and the time and the creativity, take our idea well, and run. When they with do, it, I'm gonna sue them. Like, no, I just, oh, I just want to see, I just want to see, like, a, I want to be a fly on the wall when someone's like, "All right, John, so we're we're wanting to bring back the parody film." It's like, "All right, let's hear it." 
It's like, cause he doesn't change. His voice is yeah. always that he way. He always sounds like the love shack guy. <clears throat> so we're thinking, we're thinking John Wick. From B-52s. But we're going to call it John Slick. And we want you to be, we want you to be the titular character. And he's like, what do you mean John Slick? He's like, cause his hair will never get messy throughout the whole film. And when it does one time, you're going to pull out a switch comb, comb it back, go back to shooting. Baba Yaga, I'm not Russian. I'm Jewish, you know? Trailers. I'm Shreddy. Cobweb. Sounds like an old movie. It's not, though. It com- this, is, this comes out in July. Hell yeah. It's a new trailer, Trav. All right, three, two, one, play. Mm-hmm. Don't that, open the door. That's that lock that people use, the meme one. Yeah, don't do that. Ah. Uh, oh, there's cobwebs on the. That is Homelander. Oh, it's settling up. Somebody ever told y'all that? That's just the house settling. It's like, what? Did you hear that? This movie is actually a typo. It's not cobweb. It's codweb, and it's all taking place inside someone's ball ball sack. Codweb. John You're trapped in my balls. Watch this. You know you jumped. Black black eyes with white irises always freak me out. I'm like, bro, oh, y'all no. got a pumpkin garden. You know, bro, y'all got Homelander. Why is this bitch causing y'all problems? They put him in the basement. This kind of looks interesting. I mean, right. So. So once again, Griff, this shot, this this trailer to me underscores the fact that you do need to get caught up on the boys, because the father oh, yeah. in this in this movie yeah, so is like his Homelander. Yeah, a- a- Anthony Starr. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically evil Superman, mm-hmm. and like, dude is he he nails it. Like just his demeanor. The acting. Yeah, really good acting. Like he he's really good at acting like he's annoyed. He's really really good. fucking yeah. good at it, dude. Really good. He's like he, just he's and it's probably, like, I feel that. I feel that. He's probably the best actor right now like, that can portray the piece of shit role. And like oh, yeah. 
you hate him, but you love him at the same time because he's so good at it. Oh, dude! Well, so good at any any time Homelander's on so screen, you're like, "What the fuck's about to happen?" Because the whole like, without delving too much into it, Homelander's tethered by a corporation, so he don't just let the fuck loose. Yeah. So all throughout the boys, you're just waiting for the moment where Homelander's gonna snap, and like you see the nails on the ch- like if you. <laughs> I wish there could be a supercut of moments where Homelander's like kind of freaking out in his mind and you can see it on his face and it plays that music with Reese Witherspoon from election that yeah, 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 yeah. Like every time she would be like, I'm going to rip down all these fucking promotional posters in the call in the school, you know? Yeah. But yeah, dude, he's a good actor. Oh man. I just realized what we're about to watch, guys. See, I don't know nothing about this. Do y'all like it's uh, based on Yeah, it's an this, anime. Uh, Netflix and anime have had a very bad rap. Let's see. Um, yeah, let's. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll break, I'll break this down a little more on the other side. All right, three, two, one, play. It is supposed to be over the top, so I'm, that's what I'm wondering how over the top it's going to be. I just dropped it because it was a new trailer. Oh, they're doing like their own D&D. Hmm. Whoa. Did you guys see that ship? Yeah. Interesting. Nah, you're on a crew. I do fuck with some pirate shit, though. That's cool. Where's all the old people at, though? Because, like, young people don't know how to do shit. How'd they get a boat? I don't know if... hmm. all right <laughs> um it the anime is very ridiculous in large in part because of the way that it's 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 animated yeah most of them are they're crazy so, so the way the reason why homeboy could stretch his arm out like that mm-hmm. he eats a piece of fruit this certain fruit has a certain property that nobody else can you, get. It'll give you some sort of gift. Yeah. Oh, his is that he can fruit. stretch into whatever. Yeah. But the downside is he, if he gets in the water, stinks like a rock, can't swim. Oh, and he's a pirate. Yeah. Interesting. Um, probably not the, the grand, job I would go after there. The world layout is. <laughs> pretty insane the grand line is just a stretch of land Mm -hmm. that just goes around around the planet and you have all the water it's just ocean on one side and ocean on the other and it's 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 there's it's such a long-running manga 
that there's a lot of arcs. There's there's stories within stories that play mm-hmm. out, you know. But I haven't even I've only watched one arc and no, you didn't it even was scrape the surface. Yeah, and it was and it was like a hundred episodes in. It was balls to the fucking wall. My thing is is Chloe uh my youngest, she uh she's a big One Piece fan. Like this is her like a lot of people like the it, show. It Naruto. seems to be targeted toward children the way that yeah, it was. It, well it's uh it well I mean it's got at all. Well it well uh, just the way that it was like ha ha come yeah, on let's well, go you know well that's yeah well th- yeah. there's gonna be a moment where it pivots and it ain't gonna be like that hopefully yeah hopefully i mean for, Cause, for netflix because because the arc that i the, the story that i watched that dealt with these characters that kid with the stretchy arms and mm-hmm. shit they end up in this land in the sky <laughs> This dude has expelled God out of heaven, has taken the throne. God's now like this old wizard on the ground. It's like, uh, I can't do shit anymore. And Luffy, that's the name of the dude in the straw hat and everything. Luffy basically goes up there, fights God, and beats his ass half to death with like a boulder that he cements his hand to and just proceeds to beat the holy shit out of him but it gets all dragon ballish where motherfuckers are shooting power beams there's fucking crazy moves that dude that was holding the swords and he's got one he's holding with his teeth that's mm. how he fights like he he's the three sword swordsman teeth. yeah like he, he uses his head to swing that sword while he's fucking doing other shit like it's it absolutely younger audiences but it's got that it's got that family friendliness that like an, an, I could say I was able to enjoy the entire run of what I watched of it. Didn't feel at once like I was watching something dumbed down, watered down for kids, you know. Which anime is pretty good about never descending to SpongeBob levels of stupid, oh, you know. Netflix. But um, but yeah, I mean, it looks. I mean, Cowboy Bebop. Could have been better. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I mean, I give Netflix. I, I haven't I mean, seen it, but I remember that. I mean, tip of the hat to Netflix, though, because at least they've got the balls to try and make to this try shit. It. We got to throw some at wall, see if it sticks, dude. Um, I'll probably have a wild hair up my ass if they ever try to release Berserk as live action. I'll scrutinize it heavily, but so will the rest of the internet, so... But that'll probably never get made. Like everybody keeps talking about it, but it, it won't. Like that that'll probably always stay in the medium it was created in. But yeah, one piece. One piece of quicksand. <laughs> um this is a shutter original, I think, about quicksand. Okay. We haven't had I'm... a fucking boss quicksand fight in a while. I know you guys. I know you guys said y'all enjoyed it. I know I really, really enjoyed it. I'm waiting for the next Blood Machines. Not necessarily a sequel or anything, but just the next movie that hops me up like that did. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like that was this a blast. I think it'll be the next trailer. I hope oh, it's yeah. Emperor. Dude, this I is Tom. It's... That's Tom Sizemore's last movie ever. Wow. So we're podlocked, but we gotta watch Quicksand first. 
Three, two, one, play. The oldest adventure peril I mean, dude, in the book. Dude, it might be. Oh. Dude. If you go out into the rainforest, you deserve to die. We're not going to come rescue you. I want to play that guitar like anytime I'm grocery shopping. Go to the forest. Mm -hmm. So this is like the Colombian version of, yeah, go down that road about three miles, you know? Yeah. They just sent them out somewhere where it's going to pop off. Watch this. Get in the quicksand. Why did you hit him and then run away? Why would you yeah. do that? Disarm him. No. Okay. Wait. So, oh, she's in it. He's it. Oh, oh, okay. This is too much on the trailer. Oh, they're both in it. So. She fell in a different spot and came up in the same spot as him. That just happened, right? No, he jumped in after her. Oh. <laughs> Why did he help her? There's a gun in there? Talk about stretching the so, dollar, man. Yeah, right? I mean, but like, okay. So the snake, they're going to get out of it. It's going to be the shittiest and slowest-acting quicksand ever. No, dude, they're going to make a show on AMC, and it's just them in that hole till they die. <laughs> it's going to well, take eight years, <laughs> and people would watch it. They would. People would watch that. I was, I was hoping it was going to go off the deep end where they get in the quicksand. They were running from that guy. And then it's like it spits them, like they go in, they're submerged, and it spits them out somewhere. Like, what the fuck, you know? Mm -hmm. It wasn't quicksand, it was a portal. This fucking next trailer's a portal. <laughs> Mega ape, dude. I'm dude, excited about this. It's kind of sad that it's his last movie. But... Yeah. But let's do it. Y'all ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mega ape. Three, two, one, play. So there's going to be a really big ape, right? Look. I know how to use a camera. You know, I have a phone. <laughs> Was that Ted Nugent? I that dude said, so. get me the president. <laughs> get me the president. So I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm. I feel like Dude. I'm missing something here. Look, Who the fuck is Tom Sizemore? Who the fuck is Tom Sizemore? Yeah. Saving Private Ryan. I mean, first of all, he's dead. Dude, he's the guy in Saving Private Ryan. Look, he's a natural born killers. Yeah. He. He was, was somebody. He in the trailer? 
Yeah, it yeah. was him in the car where he was like, he pulled the phone up. He was in the back seat, like something's gotta give, you know. Yeah, that was him. He was in heat. Clearly didn't give a shit when I saw him. Yeah, well, he <laughs> was old. Paradise well, seems a little kitschy to me. Paradise does. Yeah. Isn't that Taylor Kitchen? I don't know. I think this is a foreign film. So, uh, is he foreign? No, I'm not sure. I don't know. Who is that? John Carter. Oh, okay. Season two, True Detective. Wasn't he in that football show? The mm. league? No, that it was more was like the Friday Night Lights. Maybe. I don't know if I've seen uh, that. Yeah, I'm not 100% on that. <clears throat> but I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. I don't know what they're speaking. Sounds like German. It's definitely German, right? Yep. Yeah. Ish. Give I it away. Ish. I heard. I heard Duhast somewhere in the background. But it's kind of futuristic. Yeah. What's the catch? You know. Ah. Uh, So you could sell your youth. Mm. Oh, that's a cool remix. It is. Not anymore. Yeah, I thought the other vocal was going to come in. Well, I like the way that I like the whole clock and the yeah. classic riff, you know. Well, I thought it was going to come in with that. When you're feeling, you know. Should have been better off as a, a instrumental. Kind of like what they're doing, though. Okay. So they take time off of your life for debt. Oh, well, they they take time. People get can money sell, so people yeah. can get your youth. Yeah, they can, can sell you your adrenochrome or whatever. Yeah, your, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're selling. I mean, that's a cool idea, but it's is. also a very fucked up idea. Yeah, like. Yeah. Another dangerous dystopian future where the rich. Where Netflix is putting that out, you know? Yeah. That's wild. Because it's them, you know? Yeah, where people like us don't get a choice and we should be happy. So this is a kind of kidnapping? Like, it's not the same, but it's kind of. You'll see. I mean, mean, they kind of allowed it to happen. Yeah. Dude, if you get kidnapped, it's your own damn fault. Fight back. You're going to have to kill me. 
You ain't taking me alive. All right, three, two, one, play. I'm for real. I think I exceed the weight limit to be kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even a candidate. But look here, there's a little funny games going on, you know? Oh, shit. Kind of funny game-ish. her fault he don't want to do it i love mozart playing in the background yeah if only it was just a little louder it's like a british b movie Nine and <laughs> two You're doing me fucking head in, you know? Dude, this trailer don't make sense. Right? No. Not at all, right? It kind of makes sense. I get where it's going, but I'm over here like, what's happening? At the same time. Oh, they decided to hold that guy for ransom, and he's like, "But he's like in no. on it. What's happening? Yeah. I don't. I don't. He's like, no, nah, hit me harder than that, you know? Yeah. Well, he well, says it like, seems like the girl's bullshitting the boyfriend, and she's uh, in on it with that guy. They're in cahoots. Yeah. This dropped. This dropped. Yeah. Haven't seen it. Been what? waiting. Ready to watch it. Okay. And it's Red uh, Band. See that Red Band? That's real. Look, this was uploaded by. It was uploaded by Sony. If it's Morbid Time. If he doesn't blow his fucking yeah. brains out, it's not Dude, worth it. When you do mute it, mute it, pause it. He looks like Morbid Time. Y'all ready? Yeah. Right, right there right. at the beginning? It's Morbid Time. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, play. Craven the Hunter. Oh, shit. Okay. My fucker got some spider senses are tingling, ain't they? Oh. <laughs> okay. Predators. His dad's a bad guy. That gun's not big enough to kill that. Yeah. Clearly a fake line. Makes sense. Oh, weave him? Weave him. Ah. Uh, the blood of a lion. So this is like um, tiger blood. 
He's the Tiger King, dude. But he's so it's any animal. He's a predator. Oh, his dad said that. Mm-hmm. And we're back, you know? Yeah. Double tap. Collateral. Was that Tom Holland? No. But Craven looks like Chris D'Elia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. Hmm. So Mm. What? I mean, now you know why. But um, why didn't they go rated R with a uh, 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 Venom? Ah, they, yeah. Why not? This is Sony. Or I think now they're like, ah, we got to do it. Just give them what they want, dude. Yeah. Give it to them. It, well, so I guess it'd be kind of so, hard to do that guy without that. So we're right? going to get a backdoor origin for Rhino, too? Yeah, it seems that way. So we're going to get a movie. Oh, oh, honest. So building up, we're going to get a a movie that's going to have Jared Leto, Tom Hardy, uh, Taylor, his last name, and whoever's going to be cast as Rhino. Like, Mm -hmm. so we only need two more for the well carnage but we only need two more for the sinister six you know i mean dude if if they round out tom holland's final run as spider-man as a full-blown sinister six saga i'm game they may i don't know or what would what would really be cool would be if they have a spider-man movie set up and everybody's like man tom holland all right sinister six whatever it comes on all this shit. We see the villains building up. We get that. Okay, it's these guys. The Spider Man that shows up takes his mask off, and it's goddamn Andrew Garfield, and we get his third movie. Yeah. Well, they talk about it. World. All right, fuck all that. The last Have y'all dragon. seen this trailer? Have y'all seen this movie? Are y'all familiar with The Last Dragon, nineteen eighty five? I wasn't uh, until a few days ago. Is this nah, some Eddie dude. Murphy? No, it's not Eddie Murphy. But that's Maybe. like that's like no sucker punch back, dude. This is just something that came out when it did and it didn't do well, so it just kind of went under the, you know, yeah. 85. I, cr- I came across one of those videos where a guy was like, I'm going to break this film down. I can't wait to watch the movie. <laughs> After seeing what I saw, yeah. 
I was like, well, I'm going to put the tra- well, I, I was short on trailers. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't a lot to work around. So I was like, I'm adding an old trailer before the fucking hype comes in. So <laughs> it sounds like we're watching it. Let's do it. Three, two, one, play. I never heard of it, dude. And I, I grew up on a TV, you know? This guy. Mm. What? Motown? It's the I'm, 80s. I'm, I miss Trailer Man. Dude, his name is Show Nuff. Showing up. Oh, shit. Look, with the tiger on the. What? <laughs> dude, this music. Do the movie. In this movie, this music video plays for three minutes. The whole music video. All of a sudden, <laughs> out of nowhere, it just plays the music video. And it plays two. What they don't show you here is when that his master's like. All right, leave here. I'm not your master anymore. Like he grew up there, learned everything, right? Mm-hmm. He comes uh, to America and goes to a movie theater and watches uh, a Bruce Lee movie, and then he's like, "It's on." <laughs> I mean, later he's dressed <laughs> like Bruce Lee in the yellow jumpsuit, yeah, with the two things on the side, and then showing up shows up, beats up everybody in the movie theater. <laughs> Everyone in the movie theater beats him up. Because they all want to fight. Everybody's like, yeah, and there's people break dancing. It's wild, dude. I was like, what is this? I mean, we might have to puddle. What is it this? Is. It's getting released on Blu-ray in two months. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's already I mean, an early cut of that. I ran across it. Spirit of the Night. Rhythm of the Night. Yeah. Rhythm of Do they play two music videos back to back? <laughs> the Crazy. video's hilarious, but it's still they're, maybe I want to watch it. They're head bobbing into the club, the rhythm of the night. Yeah. Alright, main event. Got fucking one point one million likes. Let's fucking you fucking go. Get, are you serious? Let's fucking go. One point one million likes. Sham Shira. Sham wow. All right, three, two, one, play. Oh. Oh. Well, I guess I should turn the subs on. Mm-hmm. Have to win it. You have to win it, dude. Look at this. This dude's a hoot. Look at him. Is that the dude from System of a Down? 
It looks like a uh, that fucking that. Oh yeah, I think it's him. They just stole their gold. Why are they always so like majestical? Like, ah. we're looking for a man. Oh, <sighs> fucking white devil showed up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> This dude's over here whipping a man in front of a little boy. Oh. Why is he resting his neck on a blade? He ain't scared. A roller coaster of emotions here. Look at this. Look at this. Oh! He ran out of bullets and dude did a... There's a train. What was that movie we watched? This is kind of like that, right? Yeah. Look who we're fighting. Of course, they're going to win. Look, bringing the crown jewels home. But he's got to fight this dude. He's the sellout. That dude's going to be the sellout that was killing his own people. So it's. I mean, it looks kind of lit, right? Oh! There's two of them! One of them's fucked up more than the other. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, that looks pretty good, to be honest. I mean, right? What was that movie we watched? That the first one we watched, Triple R. That's it. This looks like that. Yeah. You see what they're doing? They're like, all right, oh, yeah. we're going way back. There's horses and British. Yeah, but colonialism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> revolution. Which I mean, I'm down for it. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks yeah, good. It so. looks lit. Dude. We might have to check that out. I don't know. Maybe four in February. Oh, yeah. Be a candidate. Stack it up nicely. I'll throw it in there. Next week, though, it's going to be John Wick 4. And are we going to go ahead and get on the uh... Uh, secret evasion? Yes. You better know it. Yes. I wouldn't miss it for the world. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Episode 1 will be dropping. Probably a little later tonight. Uh, well, I do. For I me, do tonight's on, already tomorrow. I'm on. <laughs> I do plan on uh, having it watched by the by the end of this tomorrow at yeah. some point before the sun goes down. Yeah. One last fight. All right. Fucking John Wick. Four. The motherfucking. John Wick four. Pray it's not a three-hour snore. I think it's going to be good. I think yeah, I really do. It's going to be good. Checks in the mail. Fucking hit it. Wet your wigs. Hit, hit the flag. <laughs>